Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on podcast, aka Wego, W-E-I-G-O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Wego podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wego podcast, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Now, if you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know, a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now on to the episode. And the following podcast is a CJ Media Production. Welcome to the What Else Is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players when they start to reflect real life issues like deep-seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love Clint! 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 And I also have to chant Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. What is going on? How are you? Good. I'm so glad I get to talk to you. I'm like admiring your wall here. I love it. <laughs> Thank you oh so much. My gosh. I am so excited when I woke up this morning. I was like, oh my goodness. Me too. Um, I, if, first of all, I have to say, I'm so happy to hear your voice in my ears and I'm looking at you and talking to you. I feel the same way. First of all, um, when I was watching your video that you did when you were talking about the whole podcast and you said you were 43, I spit my water out. <laughs> Are you I kidding you. me? You look at least 10 years younger. At okay. least. I'm going to put you in my pocket and every morning when my alarm goes off, you have to pop out and you have to say, girl, <laughs> it is the truth. I was Thank literally you. like, because first of all, obviously you're brilliant and so freaking amazing. When you said you were 43, I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? So she looks like she just woke up and was birthed yesterday and <laughs> she's you. brilliant. I, okay. You are like, you making me blush. I'm like, and it's funny because we try all these skin things, right? All these different things. And then my daughter has eczema. So the doctor was saying how Vaseline, we have a tendency to use va- Vaseline keeps moisture in, but if you have no moisture, it's just laying on top of your skin. It's a sealant. So he was like, when she gets out of the shower, make sure she's soaking wet and then put the Vaseline on. So I said, mm-hmm. if that works for eczema, no, I'm going old school like my mom and my grandma and my and so when I wash my face after I'm done putting on whatever I leave it a little bit wet and just put a dab of Vaseline on and I'm and I don't feel dry wow. all day. But that's, it look, that's good. It keeps me in the Zoom like am I shine like <laughs> <laughs> look hey look right 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 transfer put it on the ankles. Yes. 
Yeah, on the elbows. Don't let it go to waste. In between your fingers, like, uh, okay, wait. Yes, do Uh, not let it go to waste. And it works with her twist outs too. I would put whatever product and while her hair is soaking wet, I put a little bit of Vaseline on it and it stays shiny for days when she wears wow. it out like that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give me some Vaseline today. I'm telling you. And it was just a little bit too. And I was like, yes, doctor. Th- Hello. We were raised on Vaseline. What yes. am I thinking? Wow. <laughs> we need to talk about when we get on, talk about eczema. Cause I had a whole like experience with my first eczema flare up this year. Okay. And long story short, did you watch the, um, race in america special that they did yes and side note before you go into it it's recording yes. now but oh, okay, so if, okay if you don't want any i tell no. of anything oh, okay great okay no that's I, fine I, I, that, I, I wish more people did that okay, but a lot of people okay. they'll have you on they'll talk to you and then they're like okay you're ready and i'm like i was ready when we got on the call <laughs> right thank you okay yes yeah, so i want to hear it <laughs> I'm so glad. I, just and never, I, I just never know how people do their stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, whenever you want to record, like, make sure this is on. Hit here. the button, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I'm so glad I got all of you talking about brilliant, but we'll get into that. You are brilliant, but we'll get into that. So, you were the race in America, yes, ma'am. Yes, okay, so what I was basically, we'll, we'll, I'll let you, if you want to build up to what we can, but. Um, mm-hmm. No, no. I'm okay, go right okay, in. okay, okay. So, um, they were talking how uh, Dr. Britton, Dr. Britton, she was talking about the, you know, the racism and the healthcare and yes. all that, that. I love that. And it's so funny because, like, the longer that you're around, you're going to experience every type of racism, even if you hadn't experienced that particular type that, you know what I'm saying? So like I had experienced, you know, we talked about the microaggressions and all of these things growing up, but the medical one in particular, I had never had a personal experience that I had, could recall until okay. this year. And when I was, it's funny. Cause like, oh my it made me have more empathy for my white friends that like, they don't have that deep visceral connection. Like we do, because I didn't have a visceral connection to what she was saying until I experienced okay. it. Okay. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Okay. So okay. she was talking about how, and Eugene was coming to Dr. Eugene was commenting on it as well as like, even if something as small as a rash, they have these charts that they use to compare, to see what rash you have, what you're allergic to. And it's only white skin on yes. the chart. Yes. So long story short, I got an eczema patch on my chest. Never, I had no, I had no clue what it was because I've never had any skin issues. And it was the size of a dime. So I'm seeing this white doctor. She's treating me for ringworm. Ringworm. Did she give you a cream like a, uh, um, I can't think of the name, like a trium, uh, not triumph cinnalone, but a cream that you had to put on like a couple times a day? yes. And it grew and grew and grew and grew. And she's like, well, I don't know. Let's try this. Let's try that. Meanwhile, it's growing and growing. As I'm speaking right now, I'm having to bleach back the hyperpigmentation of the scar that was left on my chest. And I'm like, always like this. But I went and saw it. She was like, well, let me refer you to the only black doctor in the entire hospital. So she refers me to this black African lady and immediately she was like, that's eczema, like immediately. And she's like, she was treating you for a ringworm. And she's like, well, she was using a chart and comparing. And she's like, it's not going to represent itself in the same way on white skin that it does on black black skin. skin. So she started treating me for, you know, the right thing, the eczema. We got it under control, but I'm left with a ginormous hyperpigmentation scar because it went on for so long. So long. that these white people have, they can walk into a room and it's spotted immediately and they don't go through that process of trying to, oh, whack-a-mole. Well, if it ain't this, let's try that. It's immediate. They get their diagnosis. Okay. You know so what I'm saying? Talk about, like like you said, the visceral reaction and being triggered. I'm listening to you. And the reason I asked you about the cream, 
It did not dawn on me. It did not when she was talking earlier this year. I noticed that on my chest in like, I'll just say like the, the woman, the breast area, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I was like itching a little. I'm like, mm, that's weird. Like that, I've never had that before. My kids have eczema. I never, and my husband, I didn't know he had eczema when he was younger. And my mother-in-law has eczema. Didn't know that until I was pregnant with my son, my oldest daughter, who's 23, never had any issues pregnant. My son, who's 18, when I was pregnant, I broke out under my arms and on my thighs found out it was eczema. Okay, so the kid, something triggered. So now we're talking earlier this year and I was kind of itchy and my daughter that has it, I even asked her, um, I started using a little bit of her cream and it was getting better, but then I was like, you know what? You're not supposed to use other people's medicine. So right. I need to like find out, but I asked her, are you ever itchy, you know, up top or anywhere? And she's like, yeah, sometimes, but I just use my, um, e- my eczema cream. And she said, mom, it's probably eczema. And I was like, I don't know. So finally, because it became like, I went to the doctor and it was, we're going to try this cream. And if this cream doesn't work, we're going to do a skin graph and we're going to take you here and we're going to take you there. And you'll go see this person and that person. And I said, okay. And I used the cream for a couple of days and it was still kind of like, "Mm." and then I started using my daughter's and I started comparing on, on my skin every once in a while when I would break out with the eczema patch. And I know it was the exact same thing. And when I continued to use the eczema cream, it went away. Wow. But it was the same thing. Until you just said that, I didn't think about that. And you, I wanted to share this a while ago and forgot. And it's crazy how these things trigger us, right? When we, I know people use the word trigger, but when you hear different things or see, because our sensitivities and we suppress them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just had my son. No, I had just had my youngest who's 16. So she was a couple months old. I go in for the checkup or whatever. My regular doctor wasn't there. It was a white, older male doctor. Mm. And at that time, it was like, you know, trying to make it work. My husband's working. I'm working. We moved from New Jersey here, just like there. So we're trying to make it. And money was funny back then. Mm-hmm. And I had a bill from when I had one of my visits from my daughter. Didn't think anything of it as I'm laying on the table and he's giving me a breast exam. He says, by the way, I looked at your chart and saw that you had a bill for, I forget how much it was. Let's just say 65, 97 or whatever. You might want to take care of that because if you go to try to get a house, they're going to pull your credit and they're going to see your bill and you're not going to be able to get a good interest rate as he's feeling around for a breast exam. So if I were you, I would get this taken care of. Do you have the money now? They could like went into payment arrangement. And the more, cause I had told my husband the first part, but the more you think about it, you know how different pieces come back. So it ended with basically I could make a payment arrangement, but I needed to pay it so that when I went and bought a house, it wasn't on my credit as he's giving me a breast exam. Wow. And I remember like, I don't want to be scheduled with him again. So I made sure that I was never Oh yeah. my gosh. So, so I just, wow. when you said that it brought up like, oh my gosh. In that situation, like talk about fight or flight. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're laying on was, the chest open. Like, <laughs> what do you, I mean, what, what's your options in that situation? <laughs> do I fight you? Do right. I run out the room? Right. Do I freeze? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just bare chested, like okay, sir. Oh wow, you got wow. your hands in places. Normally, mm-hmm. my husband only has his hands, and you want to talk about credit? 
the audacity, the <laughs> audacity. I was done. I was like, okay, that's wow. So, I and that's and that's every day. This is you know this is. This is the life of, you know what I mean? This is a slice of life. This is not some, oh my God, that's so crazy. You and I are sharing it because I in particular have not had that specific experience, but get yeah. us in a room. And there's got, there would be a lot of us that could share a experiences lot. that would be like, that is so crazy. And I, I'm so grateful that you do what you do. When I heard you on Monty's podcast, and then when I heard you on Bitch Sesh, just so you know, listen, I felt and I know this may sound cheesy to you listeners, but you know, oh listeners gosh. who are, who are um, educating themselves and getting, and who may not be of color. Right. Um, I guess I'm trying to put it into words that you can understand. When I heard you on Bitch Sesh, I was in my bathroom upstairs doing my morning routine. Cause I get up like four, four thirty in the morning and Lord have mercy. Bless you. Let me tell yes. you. I know, I tell everybody, you need to know your own personal hours of operation. My personal okay. hours of operation are like from four in the morning until like mm, maybe three in the afternoon, unless I'm doing an interview and talking or conversation. Because after that, my body on its own is like three, two, one, and I'm done. Wow. My friends are like, we know not to call you at seven. Mm-mm, no, ma'am. It, oh, it, wow. It's, it's a special day, but. I'm getting a little better, but my friends always laugh. Like I was at a, a, a socially distanced, well, it was only a few of us family gathering on um, Saturday. And my friend was like, oh, you're still up? Cause it was seven. And I was like, hey. <laughs> but, so it was early in the morning. I'm trying not to wake my husband up or my kids. He's got to go to work. And they're acting like somebody said like, um, these kids these days keep drug dealer hours because they're up three, four, five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Who are you talking to on the phone? Oh gosh, so I, know. I, I know. heard you and I went, oh my God, Sasha. And I literally felt like we <gasps> have made it. I promise you. I felt oh. like the entire black podcast community, oh. Bravoholic community stood up and was like, we wow. have made it. And I listened to the episode three times. Cause we made it, girl. I can you. I mean, can you see these chills? Look at my arm. Do you see these? I can chills? actually, guys. I can literally all actually over see my body. Oh, all over. my god! Like wow. That's how I felt, and I knew I had to. I was like, I have to talk to her, but knowing so that I'm new in this or whatever, and as far as this arena, I was like. Everybody, you know, some people are like, well, what are your numbers? What are your this? What are your that? But I was like, I just want to talk to her. But so I was like, I'm just going to wait. Then I heard you on Monty's podcast and I love Monty. And again, the way you guys just went in on so many things, I'm like, I identify, I identify. And then I heard Monty on um, everything iconic, just all this beautiful black girl magic. So when I heard you on Monty's, I was like, oh, Monty is so huge too. Maybe, I don't know if Sasha would. And then I was like, listening to something, almost feeling like the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm Everything. asking. You don't have a fucking seat at that table, girl. You I, are a force. I love don't you. Ever. <laughs> don't you ever let those Thank numbers you. think anything about yourself. Those, that's a numbers game. I'm telling you it's a yeah. game. So that's never in, in the equation. Thank you. Like, don't ever think of your, you can approach whoever you want to approach. You have, you bring something that is so valuable. If anyone doesn't see that because of a number, then you don't want to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? That's wow. not somebody that you want to have a conversation with. 
Okay, so Anything. I'm just gonna let I'm gonna let you talk for the rest because I need and this empowerment. Let me get my notebook. Look, look I got my little. It's a fact. I mean, look, my mom bought me a success journal. Let me yes. go ahead and write in it. So Put it look. down, honey. Pen to paper. That's and, the and power. The power you know is in funny? the pen. And I always say that to other people, and I believe in faith. And I w- I was raised in church, and everybody has their own beliefs, and I know what feel for me. You know, so you say these things, but then when it's time to walk in it, sometimes you're kind of like, oh yeah. For so sure. when I reached out to you and you said, yes, I literally was like, yes. Oh and then I sent my husband your clip. I was like, she's coming on. Oh my gosh, girl. The thing that gets me the most in hearing you say these things is like the fact that we have this space to where, you know, they say, oh, my art is my activism. I never really yes. understood that. Cause I'm like, when I think of that, I think of like spray painters or like yes. visual artists, yes. Yes. spoken word, even maybe, yep. maybe even dance. Yes. But when, when I, the fact that we get to have this platform where it literally is, what is your life experience? What have you overcome up to this point? And I want to hear about it. So the fact that we get to get online, type up stuff, say something, and it's a value as a brown woman. Woman is Whoa. amazing. Whoa. I said to myself, what is my role in what is going on in this movement because I'm a black woman and I've always taught my kids, even though we were taught to kind of make sure, like our parents raised us to not be quiet, unless it was like, unless they called you out of your name, you know, like for real, for real. But other than that, like I said, dull them sensitivities down and do what you got to do. And I, and I know that I understood they did that for us to live. Our kids, and I know like this generation, I always taught my kids, you speak up, and you speak out. And I said, I can no longer let myself get to a hundred. And then it becomes, mm-hmm. look what the angry black woman did. Yes. And I like to talk to people and get an understanding. And some, some of us don't want to have to go like, why do I have to, I had, I had a, a white woman at my gym say, well, I asked my friend who was black and she had an attitude and said, why do I have to explain to you? I said, let me tell you something. Cause she's been explaining for her whole life. Yes, That's why yes. you're fortunate enough that you're standing in front of me and I'm going to go ahead and grant you the conversation. I don't owe it to you either. Absolutely. But I said, what is my place in the movement? Am I the one, if I can't get to every March protest, do I hand out the waters and the snacks and the fruit so they can keep going? Everybody has a place. And I was like, I have a voice. Yes. Use it. Mm-hmm. What are the two things you love? Pop culture and talking. Yes. And educating. Yes. And I was like, and then so when I saw your Bravo breakdowns and how you made it so fun to break down an episode and your facial expressions and everything, mm-hmm. and you are in front of that purpleness and your royalty I'm like she is really royalty and she's breaking it down and then it was like you'll hit us with a boom and that's why blah 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 and it was like whoa you know I didn't see it coming and I got it yeah so I know I know that people watching that are not black or even black that haven't experienced what we have because they may be of a lighter hue they get it Absolutely. So I, I Absolutely. appreciate you making it fun and educational at the same time. Because I, yeah, exactly. And I thank you so much. And you know, and I think that's the key is because at, at the end of the day, people want to feel comfortable. Yes. 
feeling comfortable is that's why people you say how do you work at the same job for 40 years that you don't like because sometimes being unhappy is more comfortable than changing yeah they'd rather wow. stay in that space so i know the power of comfortability when you make someone feel that they are in their own space like the other girl uh z, z- way you know yes yo oh my gosh great yes. people on there love her oh yeah i mean whoa that's <laughs> Amazing. That's some powerful, bold shit that's happening over there. To be able, to, and I'm letting you know what you're getting into, by the way. Oh, yeah, you know what's going on. And she, oh. said, I, she said on a bitch set, she was on bitch set saying yes. that like, a lot of people turn her down. And she obviously has the numbers. Yes. But you know what they're walking into. You know what I mean? And so I, I feel like I understand the nuance of like how to reach certain people. Yes, yes, yes. So let's talk housewives. We all love housewives. We all love, yes. But if you're going to sit here and you're going to say bloop, are you going to say, oh, yes, Queen Portia? Oh, wow, girl. Because they're killing us. They are killing us. Wow. Wake up. You don't get to gain. You don't get to make money and get all the millions of followers from us. And you're not going to stand up. And appreciate us. I told my mom, so many people want our rhythm, but you don't want the blues that come with that rhythm. So you want the swag and you want to walk and you want to appropriate the culture. But when it comes down to it, and that was my issue with, I have to say, Lauren from Utah, when all this started going down and you're on the show talking about you'll go 10 toes and two pops took over your body and do you want to get popped? And then you post a picture of Black Lives Matter with you holding a sign and you turn your comments off of that one. Mm. Why do you turn your comments off of mm. that one? Which, and she's since taken, she, she had another picture of herself with the comments on. And it, I, it just angered me. It just took me, and in my mind, you know how in your mind you're like, here we go. I'm, people are gonna say you're the only black one. But I couldn't help, I had to comment. I'm like, here you are, got your comments off. And, and she was on a podcast and said she still thought the joke right before uh, George Floyd was murdered. She still thought that the little joke that they played on Tom Sandoval when they had the police come and how Katie and Ariana yes. tried to school them. She still thought it was funny. How in the world wow. can you think that you're a part of a culture that you weren't born in and not mm-hmm. understand that that is not funny? Right. So it just infuriated me. And when she turned those comments off, because you didn't want the feedback from certain mm-hmm. followers. I was like, mm-hmm. you can keep your allyship over there. Over there. Keep it over All there. the way. Yes. All yes. the way. As, All June, the way. Uh, as June Diane says, I'm not taking that on over here. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> not, I'm not taking that on. You can keep that over there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you, so what, what, um, when was it that you decided, I know you said the why was, you know, yeah. fucking housewife, but what, what was the push that made you do that? Meaning the Bravo breakdown, the original yes. concept or tra- yes. or making it. Okay. So basically, you know, COVID hit the pandemic quarantine. Okay. Yes. The first month I was like, hey, thank you very much. I will collect these <laughs> checks. I'll be t- I will collect yes, this ma'am. unemployment check. Yes. Listen, and I will watch Bravo all day. Thank yes, you. Yes. <laughs> We, I'm so with you. Oh my you know, God. so that was the first month. So I'm watching TV, watching TV, watching TV. And then, you know, you hit a wall. I hit a wall and I was like, okay, Sash, what are you going to do? You don't know how long this is going to go on. So do you want to come out of this the same way you went in? No, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Because I look at my life prior to the pandemic 
And, you know, we all have those spaces of time where you feel like, oh, you're stuck and you've hit the bottom and then you come out of it and then you hit a lower bottom and then you come out of it and you hit a lower bottom every time it gets higher and lower. So looking back on it now, it felt like, oh, I'm stuck. I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. But really, it was all it was all building. It was all just the preparation for what was to come. But I like that. I love the space that I'm in so much more now than I was prior to the Bravo breakdown that it was necessary for me to have that time and really feel that space with having nothing to do that month where I did nothing and then be like, okay, my bills are paid right now. So I can keep on doing this, but am I fulfilled? Am I made, am I doing anything? And not just, Oh, I'm going to make banana bread or I'm gonna make a TikTok or sourdough. I don't have time for that bullshit. I really don't. You know what I mean? (laughs) I just like, I don't want to be, I don't need to be seen enough. I don't feel that desire strong enough for me to like make something and then for that means nothing to me besides hopping on a trend. So then I'm like, okay, what can I make that is something that I care about? And it's, I mean, Bravo, I'm so passionate about Bravo. Yes, 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 yes. What am I passionate about these women? I'm passionate about these women. So I started bouncing the idea. So I'm an actor. So I started bouncing it off of some of my actor friends, like, because none of them were working either. Production yeah, okay. shut down. That was one of the first things to shut down. It's my, my kids are too, but they go, uh, they have a bi-coastal manager. So yeah, okay. it shut it down. A part of me was like, right? no more flying to New- going back and forth to New York. But the other part was like, whoa, this is what they want to do. So I, I get, yeah, I feel you exactly. And you know, the self tapes are what they are, but even if you're self taping, yes. there's nothing that's filming, then what are you going to do? There's nothing, you know, you can self tape all day long. You're not going to actually work because there's nothing, <laughs> right. you know, I didn't think about, you know what? I didn't think about that. <laughs> there is nothing. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> they're slowly starting to make COVID mm-hmm. safe sets, but they're starting with small sets, like commercials yes, and things like yes. that. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so, you know, I start talking to my actor friends. And a lot of them were like, oh, I'm going to start writing a script or whatever. I'm going to film a short. And I'm not a writer. I never okay. felt drawn to writing. I'm a journaler. So I'm like a, okay. a series, you know, con- sub- subconscious that I just like to word vomit. Okay. But as far okay. as like, orderly writing having a character arc and this is what happens here and then developing a character i i i it's just not my thing okay so i was like okay well i'm not gonna write a script so i'm like what can i do <laughs> what can i do and so i'm talking to my friend and she's we're just talking i'm like well i really like reality shows and we're talking about it and she just jumped down my throat like how dare you think that you want to support something that's taking jobs away from us we're real actors and we studied the craft and they're taking screen time away from us and you are a traitor all these things you're not a real artist what because i watch these shows and I actually, that friend, we're not even, we're not friends anymore. Not because of that wow. one conversation, but because of everything leading up to that up conversation. Up to that conversation, yeah. Like, you have you, felt this way for a while. For this a long didn't come time. out of nowhere. So you don't affirm who I am because I am Bravo. Sorry. Like, <laughs> if you don't, if you're not down with Bravo, you're not down with me. And I know that is yes. so, it probably sounds so ridiculous. No, I get it. Get I get it. it. Because I feel seen when I watch Bravo more so than I see when I watch these scripted television where they have one white black bitch that's a group of white people. They're just now, we just now got Viola, Octavia, and Kerry Washington. Just Just now. now. All we had was Holly (laughs) for the longest time. And y'all got every Becky, every Jennifer, Jessica, Rachel, Amanda that y'all want to have. You can find yourself in the nuances of who you are. And I got to pick one. When you say Holly, you talking about Holly Robinson Pete, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 21 jump street i'm just asking 21 jump street i'm just i just I, i'm 
<laughs> You're killing me. I might have abs by the time we're done with this. Like full-blown abs. Like I can't, I'm gonna have to stop because my face is gonna start hurting. I'm gonna start my, listen. <laughs> Well, you're, like, you're having me like, yes, like I'm in church, yeah, girl, yes, like everything you're saying. But so girl. I see what you mean. You are Bravo, yes. right? So, you know, I was just like, we got it. We kind of had an argument and, you know, even the Kanye and Kim Kardashian stuff, like I watch that stuff too, because there's me, per- yeah. certain parts and they give me the hardest time, black women in particular. Oh, They're like, why would you gosh. ever, you me know? Too. So we had this falling out that was things leading up to that point. And I woke up the next day and I was just like, you know what? I have to do this because I want to do it. So I started looking at, I searched Bravo. I had my personal Instagram, like obviously, you know, where I post Mm -hmm. random brunch crap. (laughs) And I started digging into the Bravo. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize the community that exists, the Bravo lover community. And it's beautiful. And they're so accepting. I was like, wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I had no idea. Me neither. You know, I just watched the show and then I was like, well, I guess, I mean, I talked about it with my fiance, but I knew, I was like, I guess I'm never going to get to really, really go in depth. And even my friends that are like, they say they are Bravo lovers, but they're fucking posers. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll throw, I'll throw a one liner at them and they're like, what? What? (laughs) I'm like, girl, bitch, you ain't a real one. So stop. No, no. I even have my husband watching. He's going to watch the first episode of New York. And then the most recent, we supposed to do it like a few weeks ago, but he's been busy and he's trying to do all this for me and then his stuff, but he's going to watch the first one. And there, and then we're going to talk about the difference. So I know, but oh, so it's like, that's good. Cause you want to have somebody to talk to about. Yes, it. absolutely. Cause that's what makes it so fun is the conversations yeah. that you get to have. With Can I friends. just say something? I'm looking at you and I know why I love you so much and identify. I have a cousin named Erica and she is from Florida uh-huh. and she, I, I'm a voice person. And I've, I've said this, I know people are probably like, we get it. I'm a voice person. I love the timbre, the tone, the way people pronounce words. I just, I love words. You sound like her. You look like her. And that is probably why I'm like, oh my gosh. And girl, we would go to Florida like almost once a year. And she was like my favorite cousin, even though she lived in Florida. So I would look so forward to her. Our kids are around the same age. And you are like, I've got to send you a picture. And I'm looking at you and you're pretty small. And I'm like, that's my <laughs> we know they say we all cousins. We, we all, all related. We so all related. Yes. And, um, non-people of color. Y'all don't know. Y'all are pro- probably related to us too. Just say Yes. So. Just so you know. <laughs> just so you know. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Where everybody came from. I'm just saying. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but so you wanted to, t- I'm sorry. I had to, I'm just looking yeah. at you like, oh okay, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Okay. No, you have to send me a picture because people rarely say that I look like anyone. So when they do, I'm always like, oh, sure. Cause I don't have like one of those faces where it's like, I look like a lot of people. A people, yeah. No, you, know you know do, saying? you look like her. So, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't wait. So yeah, so I was just like, okay. So I look, get, start following some Bravo accounts on my okay. private, on my personal page. Okay. And I was like looking at the memes, like, oh my God, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. And I'm like, st- every day, every five seconds, I'm showing my fiance, look at this meme, look at this meme. <laughs> How hilarious. He's like, ha ha ha. Like, he, you know, he doesn't get all the memes. He doesn't he watch right. But the yep. ones that are about the shows that he, that I'll have him watching, because he watches Atlanta. Like, we are both. Yes. He will watch Atlanta. Okay. So I'll show him an Atlanta meme, and he, he thinks they're hilarious. And he's like, well, why don't you do that? He starts saying, why don't you do that? I'm like, I can't. I can't. I'm not. A, I can't write. I just don't. I don't feel passionate about the pen to paper aspect of creating okay. memes, the, okay. the visual aspect of it. So then he was just like, well, why don't you just say the, say the things you're thinking, all the stuff you're thinking. It's, why don't you just say them? And I was like, like a video? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. So now I start looking on Instagram and there aren't any on Instagram. There no. aren't any 
breakdown pages. And I'm like, okay, how does this, how does this go? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, how do I do this? So I literally, okay. how did like, really like what, what I don't, I don't have, you know, cause art is imitating other art. Exactly. So I'm like, what can I imitate? So then he's like, okay, let's just, make it like a show. So I, I literally went on a deep dive. I started watching just episodes of like Daily Pop and Wendy Williams and like, you know, Ryan Seacrest. Like I just started watching a bunch of talk shows and just thinking like, how can I put this and make translate this onto the, the phone basically yep. Yep. in a way that I can do it and make it not. Cause I don't want to put a, a shitty, like, I was going to say, budget, because like, again, we know Benjamin Elijah Mays, we have to run faster or forever be left behind. So we just can't get on yes. something and do something and it be taken seriously. It has to be of a professional quality. And that's just what it is. We already know that. Yes. So knowing that I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this I'm, and my name is going to be on it with my face yeah. on it, it needs to be something that I'm not embarrassed of and yes. not want anyone to see unless they get Bravo. Like I basically wanted to be like, somebody, I would not be embarrassed for someone to watch it, even if they've never seen Bravo. Yep. Because you they'll get it. Exactly. 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 So that purple, my fiance is passionate about making canvases. So this is a canvas. We have like another one. We have like large canvases. He has this. He made that one. Like he makes a lot of like, I don't know if you, did I turn that around right? Yes. I saw the gold gold one, right? From the ceiling. No. Okay. Wait, turn it again. Okay, because I don't know. This is a laptop, so I gotta. Okay, look, y'all, I'm having her get up. But first of all, her place is gorgeous. This right here is hanging from the ceiling. It's suspended from the ceiling, and then he. This is the perp, the pink one over here. I love that. And we have another. So we have that in purple, and we have a over there is a um a snake skin. That's teal snake. (gasps) That is snake skin. Oh my gosh, teal. So he makes canvases just for fun. They are gorgeous. So he made that purple canvas just for me because I love purple. He's like, we'll put this in the living room. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just film the video in front of that. So I just sat down in front of the canvas that was on our wall. I just filmed it. And then I was like, well, let's just use that the whole. And that's like, literally, I get so many DMs about that canvas. About that I love that. <laughs> I thought it was your, I was like, is that her cap? No, wait, that's her wall. Wait, what? <laughs> what? And it, it is like, it's a show for real. I even showed my, I'm telling you, I showed after um, I had, sent him your, um, I had voice, I sent him your, the little um, breakdowns that you do on Instagram to go to Patreon. I sent him that link and I was like, look, she's coming on. And then I talked to him like, look how professional it is. Look how everything it's, it's like, you're doing a show. Well, you are, you're doing a show. Well, I appreciate that. I really appreciate it. So it needs to be the Bravo breakdown on Bravo girl, girl. Okay. Who are you telling? Cause, uh, Honey, pandemic is not going to last forever. I need a coin. I need a coin. I said, I want, I can, there's no reason that I can't get paid for my passion. No reason. I'm not getting back in a car to drive anybody's Lyft or Uber. And that's what I was doing. And my husband didn't want me, didn't want me to initially do it, but I was home. My kids were in school. I was like, I'm going to do this. And of course it's fast money. And then I would get behind on my other podcast and I'm blaming myself like other people are taking their seriously and when this shut down I was like I'm gonna focus on my other podcast so I had a a publisher reach out so she's giving me people to book and then I said but I knew there was something else and I said I wanted like after listening to after buzz recaps I would get and I'm sure you probably feel the same way when you are a bravo lover and I know this sounds stupid but I have a feeling I think you identify and I hear someone recapping an episode on a podcast. 
and I know that I sometimes you may mix a name up or this up, but like when they get like the entire story arc wrong, I'm like, no, because yeah. now the listener is influenced a different way. And mm-hmm. I'm talking back to them. I'm like, no, don't you remember as if they're in the room? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, do that, you know, with this. So I, I get what you're saying. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a, such a pet peeve of my, or when someone's like, what's her face? What, what's her oh, face? Oh, oh. What do you mean? What's, what's her, her face? face? If you watch it, you would know it. You will not miss it. You will not mix it up because Look, these people I know are, her name. I know her mama's name. What you mean? You don't know. Her. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So, and I'm sorry. So you, cause you, you're like a match. So when you, you know, when you light a match and it touches something that becomes on fire. So oh I'm talking gosh. to you and I'm like, I'm on fire. Like, wait, 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 what, what? And it's funny yes. that you that you do the visual part of it. I am a writer. I write poetry. I've done mm. spoken word. So I'm a, I like to say writer by trade. I had like a, a self-published um, poetry book out some years ago. So Ooh, nice. I would like the writing part without having to look for the picture. And it's so funny. Yeah. I had a thought today and I'm like, you can tell me I've got to go find a video or something to go with express his thought. Why can't Instagram be like Facebook where I can just write? Because writing is Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so I funny. love that. We are varied, honey. Yes. What you want, we got right. it. We bring right. it. Um, We're not one size fits all. No. Uh, 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 oh, I know you know who it is. Is it Hustle Man on Martin? And he's like, get it. Uh, he was selling those fake p- uh, pigeons on a stick and an episode of Martin. And he's like, um, if okay, sorry, sorry, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, 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 you're good. <laughs> okay, oh my god, oh my god, I am a fucking clumsy person. Right now. <laughs> no, my lap is getting hot, so I need to put my laptop on the book. Cracking up, I have mine on a shoebox right now. Oh my god, I was like, wait, why is my leg hot? Okay. Look, I have mine on the shoebox, and the only reason I put it up high is because I have a nose ring, and it's not a hoop. And I, I said this in my last one. I don't want people, if the bar slips down, I don't want to be like- If you got a booger. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, my nose, and I'm like, my big face on somebody's <laughs> screen. And um, the last person I interviewed uh, yesterday, her name is Brandy. I love her. She has a podcast, and she said, yeah, I don't want to be like, oh, she was nice, but she picked her nose a lot. Like, <laughs> and I'm like- so then I put it up here for when I do the videos too yeah. on Instagram. And I'm like, cause I'll watch them and be like, I thought I pushed it up far enough. Why is uh-huh. it down again? But so it's funny, but you were, you were mentioning, wait, I wanted to, cause I wanted to touch on something you said about, we talked about the vision being visual and. And you, we don't want, not one size fits all. We're yeah. very. Okay. So on the episode of Martin, Hustle Man was selling pigeons on a stick but he was saying they were chicken and he was like I got like we got what you need um he some little speech but it was like I got it you want it I got it I got it you want it so getting while the getting is good like basically I'm everything what you need I got it (laughs) so I love I love Martin I love Martin but so we're not one size fits all yes 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 but uh yeah so that was yeah so that was like the initial what sparked the you know me wanting to do it so I started doing it and honestly like I didn't realize because so, so I started it in April and things really kicked off with the, you know, the black square and the, what do they call it? Like this blackout where they were silent. The blackout, the two, yeah. Two, and then people, yeah. and then people like went silent for a week or whatnot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like, 
okay, what's yeah. happening? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I'm seeing all these things happen. And granted, when I first started my page, I didn't know anybody in the Bravo community. Like the first Bravo person to, to follow me was so random, Rachel O'Brien from Vanderpump Rules. It's what's funny is I like her. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So she followed me. I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. And so that was the first time that I was like, okay, like somebody can, you know, have a big name and still they game recognized game. You know what I mean? So then that kind of gave me the sort of drive to keep going. It's like, it doesn't matter about the numbers. Like if people identify with what you're saying, there's so many people that have people that identify with them that I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I don't relate to them at all. Yet they have a following of people who relate to them. So I I started thinking, well, surely if there's people that I find really annoying, they have followers. So that means that annoying people like annoying people. So maybe if I am annoying, there'll be enough people that don't find me annoying. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so it's like, okay, it's not okay. like everyone's going to like you. That's true. Yeah. Cause some people are not, you know what I mean? Like it's just impossible. So you just accept that and you're like, okay, well hopefully there'll be enough people that understand where I'm coming from. Not even enough to where like, Oh, I'm noticed or, but enough to give me the drive to feel like I want to keep making content and that's what it is for me you know because it's like i'm sorry but i don't really want to talk to a wall like i I, I love it but i'm not doing it just to hear my own self talk and when you know you have good things to say what you're saying is good things you know so that was the main thing it's like i if i feel like somebody else can identify with what i'm saying then i'll keep doing it yeah. So I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm making my videos. In the beginning, the first two months, I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I'll keep doing it because I have nothing else to do. It's yeah. COVID, whatever. And then when I woke wow. up that morning and I watched that video of that man's knee on his neck. Oh, girl. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, no. No. This, I knew when I saw that, I knew it was going to be different. I knew that this one was going to be different. Wow. Because... What else do people have to do? The, if you even a little bit call yourself an ally and you were mm-hmm. sitting at home and you cannot leave your home and you're not making moves, wow. move, I'm talking about moves to save the people that you call your friends, friends, even your associates. If you're not making moves to do that, then I don't, I mean, at this point, it's like, wow, you're making your stance very, very, very clear. Very clear. Very clear. Your silence is deafening. It's, Absolutely. Because before you could blame it on, oh, I have this, this, and this, and this, and this to do. Mm-hmm. I have this truck. But now it's like, you're at home, boo. Sorry. What else and do you, you have? Go- now, what else is going on? And you know where I got that from, Cynthia okay. Bailey. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, girl. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. you, when I saw the name of your podcast, I was like, oh, yes, I am with her. I already yeah. knew because I say that. I say that to my fiance. All, now, now, what else is going, going on? Going on. Exactly. Like, hello. <laughs> it's funny. I told my mom, I said, because... I'm going to talk about Bravo, but you need to know, just like Cynthia, when she wants to move on from one subject to another, what else else is going going on? on? Thank you. So that's when I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to see, I'm going to see it and I'm going to say it. However I see fit, however I see fit. And that's not me saying that I know everything because a lot of times people, you know, you watch, you watch people that host things. They're supposed to be this some like a voice, like they're they're leading a conversation. Yes. yes but yes. I am not leading a conversation. I'm saying what I see from my black experience. Period. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So that's kind of what I started doing. And uh, and then after, you know, all of the things with the silence, Oh No Bravo was really the first account. Do you know Oh No Bravo? Yeah. Oh, she is amazing. Oh. Love her. She, I mean, that woman I love her. Amazes me. I mean, she, just the fact that she has two toddlers. Yeah. And she's 
a therapist and she i'm just like yeah yeah she what goes on in your brain she had reached out to me and i was like you feel like when you or Monty or whoever, and even like Hannah Brown, Sarah, it was like, yes, these people are amazing and they yes. are okay with talking to me. So yes, yes. I, I love Oh No Bra. Yes. I, yeah. She's Chelsea. She's so great. So when she, she was one of the first pages to really see me and she wow. was like, whoa, what, what, where did you yeah. come from? And she put, she's like, do y'all see what's going on over here? Wow. The first one to really be like, Rrr! what else is going on over here? Yes. This is this yes. one thing we're talking Bravo. We're talking this and that, but if you want to get into the black experience, black awareness, everything <sighs> that is what you so-called say that you're putting up that black square about for let's see what's going on over here. You know? Yeah. So that was really like my first sort of like welcoming into the community. And then really from there, it was just, you know how these people are. Yes, they're yes. so They are just so loving and so kind and so uplifting and supportive. It's, and it's amazing because all of them, of course, you're, you're happy when you find ones that look like you. But what was amazing to me was the subject matter that we're talking about and people not looking like us are embracing us and saying, we want it. We want it. Yes. We want it. And I was like, that was Amazing, like you said. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. So have you had anybody in your DMs or send you messages that totally say, I wish you would just talk about Bravo or I wish you wouldn't talk so much about that or anybody that try to yeah. say anything? You know, it's a very, it's probably like, I probably had five. Okay. DMs. Okay. And it wasn't even so much like, let's make it less black and more, more Bravo it's more of like, they don't agree with the point that I'm making. Like, okay. but, but they're, what well, the point that they are making doesn't make any sense. Like one yes. okay. girl, she's like, I said something, she's like, well, black people weren't the only people that were slaves. Okay. Girl, oh girl, like <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like, and then another one, which was like actually a black, and I sent this message to, to mixing Moni, I always, I, I'm so, I'm like, okay, you know who Moni is. Right, say, right. Exactly. exactly. I feel the same way though, too. I'm like, I'll say, I always say mixing yeah. with Moni, but it's right, like, right, you know right. Yes. So I had sent her a DM from a follower, which was actually a black woman, which really was like, really? But she was just saying like, you know, you don't even, how are you saying, you know, the black experience? Like you're not from the hood. Like you said, you had a lot of white friends. So how do you even know what racism is? That's the like, reason. That's the reason. Right. She's like, you spent, you spent your life kissing white people's ass while I'm the one that's in the hood. And I'm like, yeah, you're in the hood. You're, you are, you are obviously experiencing the results of systemic racism, but you were in yes. the hood with your black friends. Exactly. I am in the suburbs with these white people. And like Giselle say, with these white people. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, have you read Gabrielle Union's book? Oh my gosh. You know what? I started that book right before I started this and I've, it's literally over there with a dog tag folded that I need to finish it. Did but, you read the part? I had to, it, I had to close it and then go back and then close it again because she talked about how during the school year, she went to school with all white people. And then in the summers she would go visit her black cousins, right? A different yeah. experience. Yeah. And at her, when she was in school, she would go, she'd be the only black girl at a slumber party. And I'm like, hello, that was mm -hmm, me. And mm -hmm. she was the court gesture. Make us laugh, Gabrielle, do this. And that was me. Taria, you're the funny one. Make us laugh, put the lipstick all over your face. And oh, that's so funny. And oh my God, do this. 
it was like I had to turn on for those people like almost like I was it likens me to like tap dancing like for them back in the day and I hadn't thought about that for so long and so when I read it in her book and some of the examples that she gave yeah I had to shut the book because you almost get upset with yourself for not speaking up then but it's like you wouldn't have even known what to say oh no oh no absolutely not and then you know to someone that says something like that woman said it's like this is not a matter of choice this is survival survival Thank what you. are you talking Thank about? You, Sasha. How are you supposed to survive in a space that is a white space if you are not basically playing the role that they want you to play? play. What else are you supposed to do? And I understand now we have a lot more of them behind us that are saying yes. no, but this is brand new. This, this is, is brand- the past, what, two, three months? Yes, yes, yes. So then oh you want to get on, you want to get on me about how I got where I'm at? Sorry. I mean, exactly. And it's like, how dare you? You can't see both sides. Like, because uh, we need the Black community to be allies for each other, too. If Absolutely. we expect it from somebody who's never lived it. Because we Absolutely. all have different experiences as Black people. Exactly. That is insane that said, I'm in the hood and you've never yes, experienced living. Yes, don't know the real Black experience because you're too busy kissing their ass. <sighs> I know. So that I, was that. I, oh, that makes me so it really, it angry. Me. It really bothered me. I was just like, wow, like, what am I? Why am I doing this? If this is how people are perceiving what I'm doing, if my own sisters are saying, okay. this, it really hurt me because I was just like, that's not yeah. what's happening. Yeah. It, it's like I'm trying to share my experience. And through you sharing your experience, but they don't realize it. If somebody is looking, if somebody thinks a certain way about black women or black people and they listen to Sasha on the Bravo breakdown and she's talking about what they love Bravo, but she's giving nuggets and their mindset is changing. That mindset could be somebody of an office manager that that person from the hood walks in that office. But because of watching Sasha now, that manager has a different understanding and I'm going to hire this black woman and not base it off, not not hire her because she's black and from the hood. Absolutely. So it's like wow. it's it's a it's for all of us. Yes. I, yes. I just absolutely that is and they so want us to do they want us to do that. They don't want us to band together, they don't want us to support each other. It's, it's the yes. divide and conquer. If we lift each other up, can you imagine what we can do? Can you Im- yes, yes, yes. So that's they that's what they don't they don't know that's their default. Like, oh well, they've been brainstormed to think that you tear down each other, you know. So, so why would she think anything else? Why would she think anything? Her mind different? goes there. Wow. Without even without even her even giving it a second thought, that's where her mind goes is no, no. And, they, that and, is they, and, very... we, and we've also been taught to think that there's not enough room at the table for all of yes, us. Yes, th- that is one thing. I, I have, I've always wanted to celebrate whomever, what, if they're your friends or they, whatever. Yes. But you have been taught to think, oh, don't share that because, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to try to whatever. What, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you're so right. Because, wow. and, 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 and it's like, that's why, I mean, I understand. Look at like what we were just saying earlier. We are watching television. And there's all these brunette white women and we only get one. We one. only get one. One. So why else would we feel any different? You know, it, we you know haven't what? been taught to think any differently. You're right. That's true. I, I, I didn't even correlate the two. If we're watching only one of us, mm-hmm. then why would we think that, especially in the entertainment field where the breakdown could say African-American, but it may not be an African-American that looks like you. It may be an African-American that can pass. I saw a breakdown for my kids one time and it said, and it was the first time I had 
ethnicity neutral. Mm. And I thought, so in other words, you don't want them to look ethnic, mm-hmm. ethnicity neutral. Mm. So you don't wow. want them to look black. <laughs> You're saying you don't want them to look white, but that is what you're implying. You want them to wow. be ethnicity neutral. Wow. That blew my mind. Wow. That was the big one. Yeah. When I first so I moved out here 10 years ago and it was ethnically ambiguous was the word. Yeah, that it was, was, and yes. Yes. That was the one that was everywhere. And that was like, okay, well, I'm not getting that one. Exactly. If you look obviously black, you ain't getting it. You ain't getting it. So, and I'm like, are they trying to say eth- um, ethnicity neutral? So it doesn't come across as ethically, I mean, ethically, (laughs) ethnicity ambiguous to use the word neutral. Just use ambiguous. We know what you mean. Or just make the breakdown white. I mean, because wasting your time going to an audition, you know, is like, why am I here? I know. Oh my gosh. I, wow. Have you ever lost jobs or you felt confident or you just end? either maybe you got them and they decided to go a different way or you knew it was because you were black or the color. Have you ever had to deal with any of that going into auditions or being told to your face, whether by your agent or by the casting director? Yeah. I mean, I've had it both ways. I've had it. You're too black. Like you look too obviously black and then you're not black enough. So it'll be like if the, if the role is called, like I've had it where I've submitted for something and then got it really far to call back and then they'll switch and say, oh, they decided they wanted to go ethnically ambiguous. That would be the way of saying they don't want someone that's clearly black or they want to go clearly, clearly black. So they're bringing in girls that are darker complected girls, but then you're not black enough because if your skin is dark, then you need to act a certain way. So the way that I act matches ethnically ambiguous within mm. my skin tone for the depth of my complexion, I'm not black enough. So I felt the pull both ways where I'm not black enough or I'm too black. Oh my yeah. gosh. And they, and they're not afraid to say it. They will literally like your agent will be like, how'd it go? And I, Oh, we just heard back from the director. They're going to go a different direction. They're going to go a little bit more ambiguous or, Oh, she's not quite urban enough. They use the word oh. urban, not quite urban enough. It's ridiculous. And it's, the boldness that they say these things. Yes. It, like it's almost, nothing to them. That but yet, like, but yet, but yet on at all these teeny shows on like Freeform and like all of these like shows that are like, uh, check their accent when they're not saying their lines. They're from Australia. They're from that. They love to hire an Australian hunk or a British hunk, but they're not, or they, they're not even American, but they're getting these roles. Rose, can I tell you that my daughter 16 and her, her friend is over here today. And I literally had the most amazing conversation with them this morning. And I was like, I wish I had have recorded it because when you're watching younger kids and they, I mean, I'm saying younger, she's 16, but when they're grasped, when they know this concept, she, they were talking about, I forget what show, but whatever it, it is, we were talking about Stasi, and, and they know about how she, um, the Oscar So White episode she did. Cause I remember when I first heard it and I was breaking it down to her friend and my daughter says, you know, they won't even hire a black person for a role or they'll hire somebody that looks black. And then she went into even the Afro Latino and Afro Latina. And she was saying how, and I forget the person it was, they hired him, but are not promoting him as he's Afro Latina. It's almost like, because he looks like he could be white. And she was like, he's an amazing actor. And yet they're not even basically wanting him to claim his heritage. Mm. And they were so upset by that. And they were like, you know, there's, uh, we should be recognized 
for what we are and who we are and be proud, uh, be allowed to be proud of who we are. And yeah. our talent should be the reason we're hired for these jobs. Right. Not, so when you saying that is like, I'm like literally just having a conversation with my daughter and um, her girlfriend about this today. Wow. I'm like, wow. Wow. I can, but to the nerve to say, there's a comedian, I think it was Mike Epps and his special. And he's, it's funny how I feel like and I'm sure the other communities do it too, but my experience is being black and the black communities, we turn our pain into laughter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that stems back from slavery days when they would sing and they would have those revivals and different things and survive to survive getting beat yes. and flesh torn mm-hmm. out of your back. And mm-hmm. uh, Mike Epps, was it Mike Epps? Maybe you can tell me if you heard it, but it was a stand up. Pretty sure it was Mike Epps and he made it funny, but he said, I'll go into an audition and he said I'll be doing my thing and they'll be like um excuse me do you think you could be more black he said they they say this to me can you be more black and I'm like what mm-hmm. can I be more of my ethnicity and he couldn't believe it he made it like a joke but I got where he was coming from like dang really yep yep wow yep. it's like we're it, it's a product for them it's what and the way that they can make the most money off of it is make it as black as it can be in the way that they think black is because it's for wow. white people it's for what white people think black is you know okay it's yeah. not for us because i understand the nuances of black yeah. like i i get it like uh, uh michaela cole have you watched michaela cole's show i may destroy you on hbo no but uh, i'm writing that down look huh? i'm right ra- look i'm literally guys oh writing God. this down Girl. i may de- i may destroy you michaela cole destroy you. you Kayla Cole okay Michaela 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 yeah Michaela Cole yes oh my gosh I'm glad I kept my HBO after the little um Verizon I was changing my package and I was like I'll try it out and see I'm glad I kept it okay it is just she is such a specific black woman like she okay. and like she would have never been able to have this show before this exact moment because okay. it, it would have been like well what what are you you don't get to be a specific type of black woman. You have to be the black woman that we all understand. And okay. she is so layered. She's such, she like, just will you, she is, I see so much of myself in her because okay. she, she's African and she grew up really Christian and then broke out of her Christianity. And she okay. like, she has all these really cool eclectic group of friends in the UK. Okay. And like, she's super dark skinned. She's bust her head. She's like, she, okay. And she's a, the lead of a television show. A bald black yeah. African is the lead of a television show on HBO that she, not only did she, does she write it, she created it. And she's the, and wow, on it's on HBO. HBO. She wrote it and she created it and she's the lead. And she was initially trying to sell it to Netflix and they want to take all of her rights. How are you going to take the rights to something I wrote that I created that's from my life? How are you going to own the rights to it? And then whitewash it. Thank you. Because you know that's saying, what... Uh, no, thank you. And she waited it out. because she had. So she had one show that she had on Netflix that she wrote when she was really young. It's a, it's a comedy. It's okay. super light and bubbly. That was okay. kind of like her first show that she got. And it did really, really well. But then this next series is a drama. And it's very much like... It wow. talks about like her sexual abuse and her rape. And like it really is a very personal wow. story for her. Okay. So when they wanted to own the rights to that and have all the, you know, the creative... How say, dare you? Like, how, oh. No. And I don't owe you anything just because you produced my first show. I can take right. this somewhere else. So she said, no, I know you did my first show, but if you're not going to let me have creative control and own my own story, this trauma that I went through that I'm brave enough to expose, mm. she took it and went to HBO and they gave her full creative control. Like she is running it, showrunner, everything. That is 
amazing. It's, it's really inspiring to watch. Like, I just love how specific she is and like the way she dresses and like everything that she does. The I've flair. never seen oh, it. My gosh. I've never seen it on TV. I've seen ideas of like what they think an artsy black girl is, what they think a black nerdy girl is, what they think a hood black, all these different ideas of what they think we are. What they think we are. But I seriously feel like what I'm watching on television is what Michaela Cole sees when she looks in the mirror. I see, I'm seeing what she sees of herself. Right. You're seeing her. Wow. That is okay. It's amazing. Like that's somebody that I have to, if I could ever interview anyone, it would be that woman. Like she's just, she's incredible. Well, you put it in the universe. I'm behind you. Yes, yes, yes. Please, Michaela, if you're out there. Well, I'm going to say it like this. I want to be the woman that interviews you both because you're on on this. Yes. You, you broke in ground in multiple different areas. So yes. I'll be the woman that interviews <laughs> you both. How does it feel it. to be the first, first person and woman of color to win an Emmy for a Bravo breakdown? Oh my girl, if you don't stop it right I'm now. Saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> and I tell you what, if they don't let me listen, when you're on watch what happens live, Andy, you better let me sit in your seat. Move. <laughs> let me <laughs> Let me talk to Sasha, okay? Okay. Yeah. Imagine. I'm like literally picturing his face, like what? What? Excuse me. Look, excuse me. You know how the church finger? Uh-huh. Excuse me. Move. Move. <laughs> so when I, how you said that you saw yourself in Michaela, mm-hmm. that's how when I contacted you in the DMs, that's how I felt when I heard you share your story about. Um, on Bitch Sesh about your hair and the whole Sutton thing and then growing up um, in suburb with all white friends and that was me. So I felt so much of my, I saw so much of myself in you and I was like, oh my gosh, another black woman with the same experience, another black woman that could have possibly, when you're around your black friends, they're like, why do you talk like that? Mm -hmm. And when you're around your white friends, you're expected to act a certain way and you're in between two worlds. Yes. And it's like, who you almost feel like, who am I really? Right. Who am I really that I like the big hoops and the lipstick and the aviator shades and I still like to put together a full sentence with the subject and the predicate yes. also. Absolutely. Like, what's wrong with me being all of these things? Absolutely. So you, um, you said you grew up in the suburbs. So was it from the, like, when did you come over? And you're from Nigeria, right? Cameroon. My, my, Cameroon. So my, okay. my dad is from Cameroon. Okay. He came to America for college and then he met okay. my mom in college. So, wow. okay. So your mom's not Cameroon. Yes. My mom is American, Southern okay. American. It's so funny because. Oh my gosh. It couldn't be more opposite. She's was was like a say, Southern like, belle. belle. <laughs> And oh he's just like very like stoic, like studious African man. Like you go to school, you become a nurse, a doctor, <laughs> or a, lo- a lawyer, an engineer. That's it. That's the, that's all you get. And my mom's just like, yeah, girl, do whatever. You can be this, you can be that, whatever your heart desires. So they very much are like complete opposites. And I see myself in both of them. I was going to say, that's like the perfect marriage, which is why I mean, you take your producing with this show. So see, watch is why it's so perfect. You have that part of your dad that's like, it needs to be perfect. And mm-hmm. that part of your mom is like, but say what, how you feel. Exactly. I love exactly. that. Okay. So for, and I love hearing. Totally. Yes. And so, <laughs> and, it's, it's, and that was a lot of the pull too within my, so my mom remarried. So my stepdad is Southern. So she married my stepdad who was Southern. And then she okay. divorced my actual dad who was African. So okay. I would go between the two homes. 
So not only am I having, you know, (laughs) the world outside of the home when you're the only black girl, but then there's how are you in a home, a Southern black home? And then how are you in an African black home? Two, so it's three different dynamics that I'm dealing with here. Cause in the black African home, it's very much like, you know, you don't even get to drink like juice with dinner, like, cause it's too much sugar. It's just, everything is very much like you follow the rules. You don't break any rules. You do everything right. You go to school. You don't, you don't step outside of the box. Okay. And then in my mom's home, it was just, there weren't any rules. Like we weren't the baby kids. You know, we weren't out here running the streets. Right. But but they trusted you to make decisions. Oh yeah. I never got grounded. Like I, I, I just like, I just do your homework. And if you don't do your homework, then you'll fail. And then what do you want to do with your life? Like okay, that's on you. Okay. You know right. what I mean? Like you, the freedom of choice. Whereas in the African household is very much like, you're not leaving the house until you have done your homework. Period. You know? Period. And you knew not to even ask. Like <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of like the way that I, the life that I sort of experienced. So that was, a, like you said, a big part of why I was like, okay, this is not going to go out here in the universe looking any kind of way. Because okay, okay. my African dad will be like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my gosh. So when, when you were going back and forth between two households, so you're going back and forth between the Southern home and the African home, but was it still how it was all white basically in the Southern home. Was it like that way when you went to visit your dad or was he in like an African neighborhood where there was more kids that looked like you? No, 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 no. It was always only, only white, only black kid. Cause he also lived in the suburbs. So it was wow. always okay. like that. He had some African like family members that lived in the town, you know, that cause if you know, if there's a Cameroonian family that lives in the area, like you're probably going to be, you probably know them and you like okay. go over there for lunch or go over there for dinner. So I felt like I had a community wow. in that sense, but okay. still whenever I went over there, like if I would go to church with my dad or we would go like to any sort of like school event or anything, it was still always the same. Okay. Same situation. Always. Did you ever talk to your parents about feeling that way? Or was it just, this is just the way of life. This is just the way it is. Absolutely. I remember when I was going from middle school to high, so my mom is a school teacher. So when I was going from middle school to high school, when your parent is, is, works in the system, you can pick whatever school you want to go to. Like you don't have to go to your zone. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So we were zoned for the white school because of the neighborhood that we lived in. But my mom taught at the, at a black school in a, you know, in a lower income neighborhood. Cause that's, you know, she wanted to. Where are you from? What? So North Carolina. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she would go over across town and teach at the majority black school. And I remember begging her, please, can I go to your school? Please, can I go to your school? I want to go with the black. She wouldn't let me. She wouldn't let, because she saw firsthand. She's like, do you see what your book looks like? And she would compare it even just what our text, their books would be falling apart. She would have to tape the back of the books. And where every year my book is brand new. I'm the first signature in the book every oh year my. she's like i'm not letting you go to a school where they can't even get you a decent book that can hold right. together for you to transport it from home and back she's like i'm not letting you go that she wouldn't let me because she wanted me to be able she to won- get good grades get the education get into a good college have a good life and she wow. she's dealing with this on a database on the day-to-day basis looking at these kids that she's teaching and seeing like the level of education that they're getting does not even compare to what i would be getting in the school that i'm zoned at and I can't That's imagine how that horrible. played on your mom mentally as a absolutely. black woman. Yes, mm. absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I, I never I never got the opportunity to go to a majority black school. So then when you, okay, so that's been, so when you went to, let me go back. 
So all through elementary, high school, you went to majority white school. Did you do any activities outside of that where there were more girls that look like you or what were even your activities white? Okay, so my activities were also white because I was a, I was a <laughs> I was a dancer. So you know, ballerina, only black girl in the ballet class. I took okay. piano lessons, only black girl in the piano class. I what else did I do? I did a little, you know, all I did everything, but okay. they're all white activities because I'm an artist, and black people are not taught to be able to express themselves as an artist. No, we are you not. A, you can be a baller. You can be a rapper. You better get out on that track, play basketball, yes. do this. That's the avenue that we were pushed. Yes, but the arts, wow. no. So the only space that I wasn't the only brown girl was at church. So okay. the Southern Black Church. So how did they receive you? Because that's how I kind of, me too. And some of them would be like the, mm, or, or like. Yeah. So how did, how were you received there? It was, so it was, it was it was two extremes. It was either they were, they loved me and they were like, Oh my gosh, Sasha, like you're the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it was like, you think you're all that you ain't nothing but an Oreo. Your oh. mama, like she left you in the oven too long. Like those comments, like, why are you talking like that? You know, oh. you think you're so smart. You think you're better than us. Go hang out with your white friends. Yes. You know what I mean? So that and was a lot of it. Did you feel like, when you saw somebody that looked like you, you, I felt, I actually wanted to go embrace them. Like, Hey guys, hey. I'm here to the party. And they're like, uh, uh, no, no. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And wow. then you find yourself, you know, becoming smaller or yes. finding ways yes. to like, I remember I would like, I would change my outfit sometimes. Like if I was going to church, like if I wore something to school, I would change it so I could look, you know, look a certain way. Yep. I would walk a certain way, talk Me a certain way. I was just getting ready to say, you change your effect on your, you know. The way you speak. Stick it, I would stick my butt out a little bit. Like just, <laughs> you know, I wanted to be accepted. Yep. I wanted I remember, to be the round the way girl. Ex yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. But I didn't mean to cut you off. You said you remember you were getting ready. Oh to yeah, no, I was store. just going to say, I just remember, um, I would wear like, so at the white school, like everybody was wearing Abercrombie, you know, the white girls loved Abercrombie. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I would wear my Abercrombie, but then the church, you better take that Abercrombie off because <laughs> you trying to act white if you're wearing yes, Abercrombie yes. and then you think you're better than us because we can't afford Abercrombie because an Abercrombie, like, Abercrombie t-shirt is $40. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So yes. I remember begging my mom, can I get this Abercrombie shirt? Like I got to wear Abercrombie. And then wearing it to school and then being ashamed to wear it to church because <laughs> I didn't want the black girls to think that I thought I was white. That you went down. Like the, I remember yes. now I'm probably a little bit, I'm gonna say a little bit older than you, but in my day <laughs> they had starter jackets. Girl, and the starter jackets were like puffy with the hood. Uh -huh. a one piece and it was, and I had a Raiders one and a Florida State one. Yes. And when I wore that with my friends, I was yo, what's up? But then when I was at my other school, you know. It was like a totally different me. Mariah yes. Carey has a song and I'm going to send it to you. She's biracial. Well, you know that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. she talks about feeling like she's standing outside all alone, um, believing you're not good enough to be either one. And you don't even know who you really are. So you're standing outside looking into two different worlds. Yeah. And when the very first time I heard that song, I never forget. I cried because I'm like, I'm, Am I even allowed to identify with this? Because I'm not biracial, but I had that experience of an all white school my entire life. And then friends that were black and you want them to accept you. And then it's like, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. wow, that's, that's great. Okay. So you have that experience you have, mm -hmm. 
did it make you resent um, either race in a way, having those two different, at any point in time, did you ever feel like you resented having to be in either world? Yeah, definitely. I mean, sadly enough, it made me resent Black people more Mm -hmm. because those, I felt more let down by them. It's like, we're the same, you know, like, can we just be here for each other? It hit, it stung a lot more to not be accepted. That's what it is. Because if a white community doesn't accept you, you always know you have your community to go back to, but when you don't, yeah. Yes. So that was a big one. And it made me really apprehensive. Like if I, if I go, even now as an adult, I get a lot more, I hate saying this. I really hate, I really hate this. I I, I know what you're going to (laughs) say. Like like if someone's like, if someone's like, oh, you want to go to this party? If I know it's going to be an all white party. I don't have any anxiety. If I know I'm going to go to an all black party, I am nervous. Yeah. Because of how they're going to. I'm like, what kind of black party is it? Are they black hipsters? Are they ghetto? Quote unquote, quote unquote, unquote, ghetto black people. Are they studious black people? So then which type of black do I need to be to feel accepted? Whereas if I go to a white party, I kind of know like, you know, what they're looking for. So it's like, I'll just be this way. I understand even, and sometimes you get upset with yourself because you're like, darn, I'm grown and I don't have to play the game, but it's like, why do I still have to play the game? I feel the same way. Um, even like some of my friends who I'm from Jersey, South Jersey, but I moved to Baltimore, live in Baltimore County. And I have friends who are from Baltimore and it's very like, Girl, what did that person say to you? Rah, rah. And it's like, whoa, we, I'm not really, I mean, you know, we all can get there if we need to get there. Mm-hmm, but to me, mm-hmm. everything is not a get there. Right. And I think it's because I'm so used to letting things have to roll off so and, and being raised differently. But at the same time, even though you feel those feelings and those resentment, don't you still sometimes feel like when you click and connect, it's like there's nothing like being with your sister. You know, there's nothing like being, being with other black women that can say, look at you and say, girl, I got you. And again, that's how I felt hearing you on these different podcasts. Like that's our sister and she's made it, you know what I mean? So that, that, that's, it's wow. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And thank you for being honest about that because I still feel sometimes that way too. Like, you know, I, I feel like if, Sometimes if, if I'm out and a black woman looks at me kind of hard, then I feel like, oh, now I got to change my st-. driving for Lyft. If I, I had to check myself and say, your name is Taria. That is not a common name. How dare you look at a screen and say, oh, here we go. If I saw a Shaniqua or whatever, and I'm like, who do you think you are? I, I literally had this conversation. You come from where Shaniqua comes from in terms of the world don't see you any different. Right. Black women to the world. So I had to check myself. And and I also found myself adjusting if if somebody would get in the car and loud, I'd be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, just instead of just being who I am, let me put a little, you know, accent on it or whatever. Uh uh So uh I appreciate you saying that because I feel like often black women aren't given the space to be able to even share these feelings and say, hey, so we need to make it better within us before we you know, go out and try to make right. it better. So I, I appreciate you so, so, so much. It means the world just to hear you. The, the fact that you identify, it's just like, and it's just, this is so powerful. These conversations, why do they get to go on? You got Stassi over here, like got a whole book about liking ranch dressing. <laughs> Girl, 
and they don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm supposed to relate. Okay, yeah, plenty. Okay, I relate to you liking ranch dressing. And can you imagine you know? writing a book about crystal hot sauce or oh, red hot hot sauce? Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> or look, wrapping our hair at night or doing a twist out or getting braids or gelling down edges or having to grow them back in or having to strip like people right. would be like, what is this? Right. And that, that community. That I would read. I'd be like, thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Wait, what did you use? The castor yeah, oil? Exactly. How often did you put it on your edges to grow it back in? Exactly. Okay, you put it exactly. between your braids? Okay. <laughs> like, what? I know, it's, I know. It's, 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 you are amazing. And it's, it's so funny because you've given me so many ideas that I'll talk to you about off um, lot, just because you sparked so many different things and it's a good feeling but it's also like a scary feeling to even go back there and to face that which I thought I had come away from you mm-hmm. know oh yeah. wow you are amazing you're about to make me tear up because it's just so oh. uh, amazing wow Oof. okay okay you come are back. amazing Tere, come back <laughs> you are amazing are you kidding me <laughs> I'm like literally seeing my childhood elementary school you know it, it's mm-hmm. it's wow I appreciate you Woo. I appreciate you there <laughs> It's, you know, it's, we need it. We need it because we don't get that. We don't, we're not allowed the space, even in the home. If you show emotion, stop it. Why are you crying? Don't you dare show What about, I'm going to, I'm going to beat you for crying. You've been like, what? (laughs) Yep. I know. I'll go. Oh, how about this one? I'll give you something to cry cry for. Yes. That's yes. Yes. And you're like, what am I supposed to do? Oh my! And you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to hold it in. You're supposed to yeah. carry it in your body. And then you yeah. wake up one day with an autoimmune disease and you don't know why. You wake up with a day with an ailment and you don't know where it came from. It came because there was an alarm going off in your body that was so small that you could have heard it. But because you have been taught to suppress and hold mm. it, it grows and grows and grows until it's ultimately too late. And that's why there are certain diseases that are really prevalent in the black in community. In the black community. Because we're not, we're taught to carry that in our, you know, when the t- they're talking about it on the, uh, the race in America. Yes. Yes. You don't go. We see don't no feel doctor. pain. We don't feel pain. And, and we don't trust the doctors because they tell us that. Why would you want to go see someone that's going to tell you that you don't, your pain doesn't exist. It's almost in your mind. And even if you want to take it as far as saying it's in your mind, well, everything is in the mind. And Every the mind, ailment exactly. is in the mind. It doesn't mean I don't feel it physically in my body. Absolutely. Just because you can't do a blood test and test for it or see it on an x-ray doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Pain signals are in the mind. So if there's a miswiring going off, if there's a defect anywhere in that line of communication, there's going to be a symptom, which oftentimes is pain. Wow. So because you can't pinpoint it on a lab test does not mean that it doesn't exist. exist. We don't, we don't, that? we don't know how to advocate for ourselves. I'm just now learning how to advocate for myself in this way because of experience. Nobody taught me this. And it, it's funny because my mom will often say, you know, I feel like in certain ways, you know, they raise us to be, I feel like maybe if you hadn't had the, it, it's, it's almost like it could, it's a double-edged sword because they raise us to be like this. And like you said, we don't allow ourselves to feel. We're not allowed to feel. But on the opposite end, only a person, people like that can survive in the area mm-hmm. of which you thrive acting. Yes. Because no, yes. no, you're not good enough. You're not this, you're not that. Well, we don't let, I'm not going to let you get me. I'm just going to keep going because that's mm-hmm. how we were brought up. So it's a double-edged sword. And now it's so funny. My mom will be like, I'm so sorry I did that to you as a kid. And I just say, mom, you actually made me 
able to handle the different rejections in life and not to let it stop me. But she of recent taught me to advocate for myself. Again, I would feel pain and be like, I don't want them to think I'm a hypochondriac. That was my, so I'm not going mm-hmm. to the doctor. And I had to put that on my kids. My daughter was walking around. She, I just noticed she got frequent colds. And the doctor said, if you were I, she was like six or seven, we're walking around like this. We wouldn't be walking. We'd be on the ground. Her breathing has never been at hundred percent. And right now it's about 60. And he said, if you don't take her, if you don't promise me that you're not even going to go home, but take her directly to the hospital, I'm calling an ambulance. She had asthma because I would just treat their, their colds at home because I didn't go to the doctor. So I started doing that for them, still didn't do it for myself. And my mom kept saying, your body gives you signs. Your body gives you signs. Your body Mm -hmm. gives, and advocate. And I recently had health issues last year. Thank God I did it because I was forced to, uh, I was rear-ended by a Baltimore City cop. Mm. Mm. And had I not gone, I don't know where I'd be in this COVID stuff. When I tell you all of my numbers were tra- my, from my iron to my vitamin D to everything. I was falling asleep driving. I'd go to the oh. gym and sit down on a weight machine and fall asleep. Wow. And I would say, oh, it's just because I get up so early. It's just because I get up so early. Going to the doctor and getting bill after bill after bill. And I'm like, wait, I just researched this. Can you test me for this? Can you test me for that? And by doing that, got to the root of what it, and I'm like, why am I having it? And my mom mm-hmm. kept saying, speak up, speak up, speak up, speak up. Yep. So you have just, to. you saying that, wow. So you have, have you found that you've been ignored by doctors and have been put in an uncomfortable situation to really advocate for yourself? Oh yeah. I mean, I have literally had to bring printouts to Look, you see me, you see me adjusting. I'm not in my nose. I'm trying to adjust. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. Don't worry. I'm literally like, I'm not paying attention to it at all. I know (laughs) it's always like that. Like you yourself think that it's so much more, but the other person does not even notice it. Oh my God. (laughs) But because I ended up actually having to go and see like an alternative doctor just because even outside of the race thing, but like the fact that our medical system treats the doctor treats parts of our body so in a separate way like holistic makes so much more sense to me because you can i will literally go to a doctor let's say i go to a hand doctor they can't even tell me anything about my shoulder because oh well i only do the hand or i go to next right they will the doctor they're so specific in what they specialize in they don't think outside of the box okay at all so you end up having to go see this 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 and this and this specialist when really I could see a holistic doctor that understands why certain things are connected, like perfect example. So I was on antidepressants for a while and I was to try to get off of them last year and I got off of them at the same time that I'd gotten back from traveling to Africa. So I had TMI, but you know, we hear diarrhea no, no, every day on, uh, hear, on, uh, Roni, uh, on Roni. Yes. yes. So, <laughs> you know, that's the only show about the housewife franchise. I can't eat and watch. I have to have already eaten it's, my dinner. I can't right? even watch it. I cannot. They, I mean, no shame whatsoever. No, so none. And I'm like, Ugh, I can't even eat and watch y'all. Uh, Dorinda makes me like, what? When she's eating or slurring. But I I'm sorry, I go know. ahead. So you so you <laughs> got off. <laughs> you brought that up. You literally, you saw my body viscerally reacting. Like, oh. <laughs> you said okay. when she's eating or slurring. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, because it's there. No, it Sasha, is. Sasha, it's it there. Is. I'm like, no, oh, it I is. can't eat until after this is over. No, it's so true. It's so true. So yeah, so we have our had our fair share of hearing the word diarrhea. So so I had diarrhea for the I'm talking like six, seven, eight months. This is every Wait. day. Every day. So I'm at the doctor. 
I'll go see a gastro, you know, a gastro specialist. Yes. Oh my god. They're doing gosh. every. They're testing me for, for parasites. They're having me do uh, like a sticking stick stuff down my throat with the yes. camera looking. Yes. Every test under the sun. They're like, I don't know why, and I'm like, does it? You know, they, I'm giving them the, my medical history. They know that I am coming off of this antidepressant, but because they only specialize in the gut. They can't put two and two together. And I asked my dad, who's a nurse, like, is it common for them to not put these two and two together? He said, sadly, it is very, very common <gasps> that they wouldn't connect the fact that, hello, your serotonin transmitters, most of them are in your gut. They live in your gut. So if you are taking a medicine that affects your serotonin levels and you stop, they don't know why you have diarrhea. Like, hello. Oh my gosh. So I finally was like, dealt enough research. I was like, let me stop seeing all these gastro doctors. Let me just go see a psychiatrist and see if they know anything. And immediately she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It affects the bowels. And I'm like, what? <laughs> God, I wish you could see the look on Sasha's face right now. <laughs> so you mean to tell me I've, I've been under anesthesia getting like these colon inspections, like as if I have colon cancer or something like getting under, going under anesthesia. When this person could have easily thought, oh, well, you got off this antidepressant, but they don't, they're not making the connection because it's outside of their field. They, they are, they're so small in the way that they think, even outside of the racial stuff. It's just that they just don't give a damn the healthcare, wow. you know what I mean? And that's why I trust these holistic doctors so much more because they take the time to look at your body as a whole. Like the okay. first time I saw a holistic doctor, she had me up here asking me everything that's happened in my life up to this point, like any, any little trauma, even as far as having a root canal, the trauma, that physical trauma of having okay. a root canal, she wanted to know everything because every, every trauma, if there, there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score, your body okay. keeps score from the moment you were born, every trauma, it keeps a score of it. it I'm never, writing that it, down. It, it's so, it's like the Bible. The to body keeps health. score. The body um. keeps the score. Literally, your body keeps a score of every single trauma that you endure in your entire life. Okay. So she wanted to know all of that going in so we could get down to like where you are now, not just, oh, let's run this one test. And if it doesn't show up on this one test and it doesn't make sense to what I've learned up to this point in medical school, then, oh, well, I don't know. Don't know what's wrong with you. So once I started seeing that doctor, the psychiatrist, we put two and two together, like we got it under control. But like I saw so many gastro doctors and they did so many tests and nobody could, it never dawned on any of them that. And it went on for so long. And, if, and, and I understand that like maybe they were a little bit swayed because I had just come back from Ghana. So maybe, you know, they were thinking, oh, maybe she got something while she was over there. But once you do a parasite test and all those things, you, why would you not start to think outside? outside? I, this is insane. I literally <laughs> am getting ready to call my second endocrinologist, but now it's funny that you're talking holistic and I'm, I, I think that was a sign. I'm going to follow that lead because my thyroid was showing that I had an overactive, but I'm feeling, I was feeling symptoms of an underactive for, and, mm. and I had been put on a medicine for hair growth because they said without even a blood test, I'm just, I gave them blood work from something else. Oh, you are experiencing basically the testosterone is taking over the estrogen in your body. So it could be male pattern baldness. So put me on a medicine that they don't tell you, you could gain 15 pounds in two months. One day I woke up and was like, what, 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 what? It's a straight steroid and it's a heart medicine. Yeah. What? So I called my doctor to see if I could get off. And when she didn't answer, I told my mom after unballing myself from the corner, crying, I threw the medicine in the trash and said, 
I will be bald and snatched before. I mean, oh, and, oh, oh, and then oh, yes. I had to get to myself and say, it's, it's only hair because it, in the black community, we are taught hair means something. Everything. Everything. So I was like, who cares about that? Listen, I would rather have my health than this. So, but my, but my thyroid, it was coming back overactive. They could, I had an endoscopy, a colonoscopy. Those results were given to the endocrinologist three times and three bills later, she said, and I kept telling my doctor until my doctor finally got it. She said, well, I don't treat the thyroid. You are an endocrinologist. You're the one that said I had to have an endoscopy and a colonoscopy. So if you don't treat them, why are you telling me? Right. And why are you giving me, it was a medication that made you go to the back, like Lynn all this stuff. And I was like, something, I said, I'm not taking this because I don't know how it could alter my body. And the, the crazy thing is you're saying you're getting all these tests. And I literally told my doctor, like, and I had to say, I said, remember when I told you before, she said she doesn't treat thyroid. And she said, yes, she does. And I'm like, well, maybe you want to call her. She's like, well, you need to go see her. And I talked to somebody else and they were like, try a different endocrinologist, but it's just, I know. I know it's, it's really a shame. It's a shame because they get yeah. paid the big bucks and they spend all this money going to med school and then yes. they start practicing and they only can do this much. <laughs> yes. You know, just like, why am I paying you? Like, why am I here? And it just sucks because holistic doctors are so like, oh, it's so taboo. Like, oh, they're doing yes. witchcraft voodoo. It's like, no, they actually are just taking into account your entire body, body because the thyroid, all these things, our bodies, they don't, it doesn't operate like that. It's not like this thing's operating over here and it doesn't have any effect on this thing or this thing. They all affect each other. It works together. Your body is yes. a system. So that's why I like holistic doctors because even if they cannot get me to the treatment that I need, even if I have to end up going back to modern medicine and have them do the actual surgery or whatever the specific technical thing they need to do, I trust a holistic doctor to guide me yes. in the right way. So you can say, this is what's wrong with me. Right. This is what's blah, blah, blah. This is what it is. Now, maybe if you need to see the specialist to get that specific treatment that they can only offer, that's fine. But as far as getting to the root the root, root, root cause of something, I feel like holistic is where it's at. And I, I would never have said that before because I only went to the doctor for like checkups and like, why would I, like, wow. why do I care? Why do I want to go to holistic and pay out of pocket? Because insurance is not covering that. Right, no? right, right. Why would I do that? But after the experience that I had with, I had gotten diagnosed with fibromyalgia and they had me, same thing with you on all these medicines, gaining weight left and right, ask them why I'm gaining weight. They say, oh, maybe it's just your metabolism. I'm in my 20s. What are you talking about? Right. And even if I wasn't in my 20s, what am I going to just but, wake up one day and be 20 pounds? It doesn't right. work like that. Yep. The body and, does not work like that. Unless you are on a medication, you don't blow up like that. I told my husband, I refuse. They say aging gracefully is one thing. I said the body is meant to heal itself. Mm -hmm. You're not going to tell me that, boom, you're 45 and now you can't, no. you can't lose weight. You can't do this. Mm -mm. When you have people that are not necessarily getting surgeries, you can see like, wait a minute, there's other stuff going on that they just don't tell us about or that they're not, that we don't, we don't know the resources we can go to. To, to figure out this life longevity thing. I refuse to believe I have to um, walk around and say, oh, I used to look like that. No. No. Call it, it's like, I want to be no. healthy. healthy. I don't want to be in my bed uh, 
my body crinkling. And it's funny because I was looking at um, Robin from the Real Housewives of the Potomac. I love her. Hands down, there's just something about her. I think she's beautiful. I think she has a beautiful body. I know some people say she doesn't bring much. That's okay. I can just look at her. I like, yeah, I actually yeah. like her fashion compared to some others. Oh my God. I'm looking yes. at you, even though I yes. like you, but yes, she does stretching. And there's a place that she recommended in Maryland. And I told my husband, I'm booking us two sessions because I heard Dr. Terry Dubrow. Um, he was talking to Heather and he said on one, when I, used to, I listened to her show and he said, we can eat right. We can exercise. We can do all that. But stretching is what um, helps with longevity of life and a good quality of life. And he said, a lot of us take that for granted, stretching. We just go in, do our exercise, do whatever. He said, you need to stretch. And I forget what he said it does internally. So then when I saw that on Robin's page, I told my husband, yeah, because I need to be limber. And I said, I told him, I need you to be limber too. Mm -hmm. Just because we're in our 40s, you know, I want to be running around with grandkids if we ever have them or even just for me, my life, you know? So thank you for that. I'm going to check out some holistic. It's it's a game changer because I only go to traditional medicine when I absolutely have to. Okay. Or if it's just something to get on record, like with your insurance, if you have to get your checkup or if I need to get lab work done or anything like that. Okay. But if I have an ailment, just a random ailment that I have going on, like, okay, there's no point in going to a primary care because they're going to write a prescription. That's all that they're not going to get to the bottom of what is causing it. Oh my God. I told my husband that I don't, I don't need, I don't need any more prescriptions. I don't need it. I had to make an appointment with my doctor and I gave her every single thing that was wrong with me. When, when I'm telling you, when I got my, my blood work back on a scale, like your iron, the lowest it's supposed to be, I don't know, let's say like a 27, it was like a seven, my iron. So she's giving me these wow. iron yes. things. I need to do this. Yeah. She said, I don't even know how you were. I said, I guess. How did that there, ha- like what? How did that happen? No idea. No idea. It was just like I just kept myself feeling worse and worse, and I refused to. I always felt thought of myself as a stallion, and that yeah. I could do whatever if I had to. I could carry a table mm-hmm. on my back, or like, yeah. I just felt like. And so when I felt it slowing down, I knew it wasn't because age. But you hear people laugh and joke about that. But I was like, something internally is going on. I'm just gonna pray it away or do it. It's mm-hmm. like, girl, you're not simple. Come on. Like, come on, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or take a vitamin, uh, not a vitamin, take like an energy pill or do this yeah. or do that. So eat these vitamins. Eat these. I was going through, this is no joke. My husband can tell you a bag of the soft chew tums daily <gasps> because water hurt my stomach. When I went and got the endoscopy and the colonoscopy, I found out I had no stomach lining. <gasps> None. So I was like, but I was still forging ahead. So when she gave me the iron stuff and you got to do this, you got to do that. I still, so I was like, this is not, I felt a little bit better, but I was like, this is still not right. It took three visits. And for me to call them and say, I have to sit down and talk to her. And I said, could it be, uh, can you test for um, sickle cell? Can you, uh, can you test for everything that's in our communities, um, mm-hmm. lupus, because inf- you talk about inflammation in my hands and in my feet and my ankles, I would wake up with inflammation. My joints would be hurting. So I'm like, can you test? Okay. Let me just test your vitamin level. Vitamin D should have been at a 20. Again, mine was at a seven, the minimum. Actually, when I got retested, it was at a 20 and she said, it's still too low. So I think it was maybe 23. You're supposed to be, I was at a seven. Wow. Had I not pushed for her to say, 
hey, I'm not still feeling right. Right. Hundreds of dollars later. Mm-mm. So now I'm doing research, just like you. I'm looking yeah. up things, seeing what connects, what what yeah. doesn't. So isn't that sad that we have to do that on our own? They, they want to take they want to take all of our money, not even give us health care. And then when we do go, we got to do all the work. It's like what what I don't it's, I don't I don't get it. I'm so confused. I got a bill that's telling me my colonoscopy isn't covered. I'm sorry, what? It was ordered. You thought wow. I just woke up one day and said, right. well, because I'm not of age to get one, I think I'm going to get a colonoscopy today. My gosh. Because wow. of them, I can't even eat Einstein bagels anymore because I was hurting afterwards and I wanted a bagel. And now whenever <laughs> I see Einstein bagels, I automatically go back to that day like mm, everything just cleans up again. <laughs> Y'all have ruined the Einstein bagel for me. Thank you. And now you're telling me you're not going to pay for it? Okay. No, thank you. Can't even get the fresh bagel with the ham oh, and no. the egg and the cheese oh, no. on the table because of y'all. Because I have flashbacks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is it's, it's crazy. Oh, my God. It's so funny because I, going into talking to you, I was like, I've got I to gotta hear where she comes from, where she's from. And I was like, I'm definitely going to talk housewives and all that. But I just wanted to hear your life experiences because I find you so interesting. I find you so interesting. Like I, I, I'm like, can I literally, can, I'm going to start saying like, oh yeah, who are your friends? Uh, well, what else is going on? Uh, mixing I, with uh, like in real I do life. That. I, I was telling my kids about the whole, like this, all, all these different situations. And I named y'all like, and I said, my friend, so-and-so, my friend, so-and-so. Yeah. That's, I consider y'all my friends. And I Absolutely. Talk, like, I talk back when you and Monty, when you were on Monty's podcast, and y'all were discussing the Luann thing. And I, and when she went to the Fortune Foundation and, mm-hmm. and how you felt, I was thankful because I felt like somebody felt like I did. And yeah. I know that our allies, like Sarah Galley, I love her hands. I call her my grand dame. And I always say, Karen Huger could never. She was such an advocate for my voice and Hannah Brown. And it was great that they felt this, the same. And then I heard you and Monty and it came like both were able to um, like both sides of me, like trying to see how to word it. Like I felt how all of you were feeling, Sarah and Hannah and you and Monty. And then you guys were able to take it to a deeper level as to why when you talked about the shame of getting pulled over, like for her, but for us, it's not the shame. It's just mm-hmm. a way of life we get pulled over or or, mm-hmm. if, or, or in, involved with the police and guys yeah. you have to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't with Sasha and Monty be, or mixing with Monty because I'm not even articulating it enough I can tell you that I was in the Target and I literally was shopping in between <laughs> the hair aisle and the face mask aisle and I'm hearing you talk about it and then you jump to Sutton and start talking about the hair and I'm literally in the hair aisle, oh, wow. aisle looking at blow dryers to see which are, would be strong enough if I didn't go to the Dominicans to straighten my hair in the back and my wow. edges so I had all these feelings like I said I was grateful that Sarah and Hannah felt that way maybe from the white perspective they could like they didn't just gloss over it. They were like, hold up. No, yeah, man, you're not getting it. And then yeah. hearing you guys, like I said, break it down from the black perspective and being able to put a, a, a verbalize, a, 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 put a verbalization on my feelings. Yeah. In, in that aspect. So I was so totally. grateful for that conversation that you guys had. And I hope I don't sound crazy, but it's just, I'm trying to articulate 
what I was feeling and no, I feel you that moment. So can you talk about again, and I know people probably have heard it, but I love hearing you talk about Sutton and when she talked about the hot comb, because I told my daughter and her friend, and I have to tell you, they had your immediate reaction. My daughter was sitting at my desk where I am now. I wish guys you could see, but I told my daughter the story of what she said before I even got to you, how you um, broke it down. I said, you know, and she said she has the kitchen. My daughter said, she what? Kitchen? What? Right, right. She, she doesn't even know our hair. And I said, well, the woman that she was talking to is, is black. And she gave her a pass and said she was cool. She said, I mean, okay, that's good for her to do that. Right, right. That's not the way it is. She doesn't know anything about a kitchen. Right. Your hair is curly, ma'am, not coily. Right. And I was like, wow. And that was my 16-year-old feeling that way. So can you right. break down how you felt in that moment? Because you also made me think, again, I, and, and I know I keep saying this, but about the dulling of the sensitivity. I felt something, but dialed it back and said, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like ourselves said, that's cool. Then when I heard you break it down, I was like, you're allowed to feel that way, Taria. Your feeling is valid. Absolutely. That's what it is. Thank you for validating my feelings and making it okay to feel that way. And hearing you say that just empowers me so much that I can keep saying how I feel. Just the fact that even you feel what I'm saying and that you share that experience. Because that's the fear a lot of the times is that yeah. they... They want us to stay isolated to think that we're so different and that we're so, our our experience is so unique. So don't tell anyone because you're the only one that felt that way. So then you're going to stand out and you're going to be the loud, angry black woman. Yeah. You know, so just even just your voice alone, you alone telling me that is like, that gives me that courage to like keep saying these things, you know, because it's, it's scary. Nobody, nobody wants to be seen as something, anything negative at all. And especially if your community isn't backing you on it, you're like, guys, where are you? I can't be the only one. Am I? Exactly. So when I did that video, so I watched the episode and as soon as it went, so my mom watches the housewives as well. So mind you, you, she's 65 years old. She's not on social media. She doesn't know anything about the Bravo community, what the conversation is. She calls me. She's like, did you just see that scene? They said the kitchen. And I was like, yeah. And she was just like, I'm speechless. And I knew right then the fact that my mom picked up the phone because she doesn't mm. do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she's not hip and young. She's she not thinking about TV younger man. You know, like she doesn't <laughs> know anything. And so for her to feel that rea- and have that reaction immediately for her to pick up the phone and call me, I was like, okay, this is something. Because I thought I did the same oh thing. Gosh. I watched it and I was like, what? And then Garcelle said what she said. And I was like, wait, am I? I was questioning myself, like, am, am I, is it just me? Like, am I being overly sensitive? And then for my mom to pick up the phone and call me, I was like, okay, no, this is, because she's of another generation. So yes, my mom yes. feels it even more. She's even further removed from that. Less, okay. less removed from it than we are. Okay. You know? Oh, man. Because she has even more of a firsthand experience than even we do. Like, okay. her, even, like maybe her, I mean, her mom, her mom's mom was maybe a slave. You know, I don't know yes. how far down the line, but it's closer to slavery than we are. Yeah. You know? Yep. So I re- I'm recording the episode and I knew, I was like, I know I'm going to say something, but I don't know what I'm going to say about it. Okay. I just wrote a uh, hot kitchen. I wrote your kitchen ain't hot in my notes. Cause I'll usually write a few words. Yes. Wrote, your kitchen ain't hot. And I, don't, I didn't know what I was going to say. I was just like, I'm just going to see the word your kitchen ain't hot. And then go from there. I love that Sasha. <laughs> I love that you allow yourself that freedom. I love that. Okay. Okay. So I get to the section. So I'm going, I'm doing the breakdown. So usually when I do my breakdown, I'm looking at notes about the, what things I want to hit okay. on while I'm recording. So I'm going through the episode, get to the episode. And then it says the kitchen. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. 
And I just go, I just like go, I just like start talking about it and just start going, going on. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to edit. And I ended up like barely editing it. I'm so I, glad. I was, I was like, should I take this? And I showed it to my fiance. He was like, no, cause I was like, I didn't, my intention was not to emote. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people, they don't see power in emotion. They see that as a weakness. You know, so I didn't want the emotion of it to distract from the words that I was saying. Yes, yes. But I couldn't help myself, even now speaking about it, because I hated the hot comb. I hated it so much. Yep. The time that it took. Like, I don't want to sit in between your (laughs) knees and get my hair straightened and then go outside. And I can't even hang out with my friends because my hair's going to curl back up. And I got to go back and get it straight. I can't do anything. Yep. All the yep. white girls get to do whatever they want. They yep. throw their hair up in a bun. I can't do anything because anything. my hair. And the burns and the pain that comes and your hair sounding like they're frying a piece of chicken. I know. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> I hated yep. it so yep. much. And even as an adult, I'm so low maintenance when it comes to hair. My mom even still gets on me to this day. Like you are a black woman. You should take pride in your hair. I don't care about my hair. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> so being forced to you get your hair straightened, right? Lowest maintenance. Yep. Lowest maintenance. And you know, they say being natural is, you know, it's kind of like a political statement for me. It's just like, I don't really have a choice. I'm not going to put effort into my hair. So whatever, how it grows out of my head, that's how you're getting it. Today. Oh my gosh. You know? So I just remember already being a person that's super low maintenance anyway and then having to be required to spend that amount of time on my hair that that alone was irritating to me and then not to mention the pain physical pain that came with it and what about and, the words because you have to look presentable you, yes. you, you gotta look, you're not you represent me you can't go out here just looking any yes. kind of way and yes. they, can to, they can show up in school with wet hair and the wet spots all yes. over there Okay. They're not going to respect you. They're not going to take you seriously. How do you expect to get up there and do your presentation without your hair being straightened? How do you expect to go to the prom or the homecoming or the school dance without getting your hair getting burned? That was, yeah, that was the experience. And I remember even when I talked to Moni, like her history, her experience was not as traumatizing for her because she has a softer curl pattern. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying it's like, I'm not saying my experience has to be every black experience and you're not a real black person. If you don't, you didn't get offended by what Sutton said. Yeah. You don't have to be offended by what's, we're all different. But for me personally, as a 4C black woman, whew, that one, it just, it's, it really like, it's it made me really 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 upset to see that because she doesn't understand that hot kitchen equals nappy and nappy equals (sighs) ugly Ugly. nappy equals dirty yes yes nappy equals poor unkept unprofessional ignorant so for you to take that word on and make a joke out of it ha 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 my kitchen is hot no your kitchen could never be hot hot. ever in your life Thank goodness. Good for you. Own your privilege. She should have said, girl, I feel you, girl. I know I'm lucky because my kitchen, my kitchen does not I don't have to do that to my hair. Like white right. girls, like that would have been better. You or, know what I mean? or guess what? I use a hot comb too. I know it may sound crazy, but, and explain the why, but to act like we have something in common. No. Or even say like, yeah, just anything. Like I straighten my hair too. Like my hair is yeah. actually curly too. Like I relate to you for having curly hair, girl. My hair's curly. Something like that. Yeah. But to, to use the actual verbiage is just woo, like the, the actual verbiage of hot kitchen because it carries so much the hot, hot comb being in an actual hot kitchen. Yes. Oh my gosh. 
And they putting the grease on their hand and just dipping it oh, off their hand, it. putting it in your oh. hair and just straightening. Hold your ear. Hold your ear. Hold your I ear. told you to hold your ear. And, and, you're like, I and if you get burned, that's your it's fault. your fault. It's not theirs. It's yours. <laughs> it's you your got a, a, a bubble, a pocket of fluid Ooh, in the back Jesus. of your ear. Yep. Oh, oh. And then when it scabs over and it's flaking oh. off. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. My fear was when they would get to the front. I'm like, what if they drop the comb on my face? What if they drop oh, the comb my God. on my face? Oh, my God. Yep. Girl, and that's why, you know, I and a lot of podcasts have asked me about this and I try to be very clear in that. Yes, I don't expect every white woman to understand the black history of hair, the black experience. So I can understand why maybe Sutton initially thought that that was a way to relate to, to Garcelle and it would be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's fine. Yeah. I understand that. I make mistakes too. I mm-hmm. say the wrong stuff too. Yeah, she was probably too. on there's five cameras around. You want to come across as likable. Yeah. You're talking, you know what I mean? You're from the South. So maybe you thought, you know, she was, I don't think her intention was to sit there and be offensive. I don't think that. And that's what I want to be very clear about. The part that really upset me was the aftermath. Yes. Her, I, d- her direct message to me. That I is read what upset that. Me. Sasha, I was like, are you, so now you, and that's what I cannot stand. So now because somebody has feedback off of what you said, you're the victim. How are you the victim? And she had the nerve to break down. The yes. Things that- I, <laughs> You want to bring up the jacket, the leather jacket, the leather jacket. in this, when in the same, walked. in the same conversation. So you think those are equal. You're going to throw that in there too. Like they're equal. Like this even has any weight to even belong in this conversation. I was just like, okay, I'm done. I'm good. I, 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 when you, and, and, and my thing is the way you responded back, it shows. Someone said that black people exhibit grace we're not even looking, we're not looking for revenge and nobody's looking for revenge, but we it do extend grace because in my face, you are dismissing. I'm showing, I'm being vulnerable and exposing the hurt and pain behind this thing. And you're trying to equate it to uh, the jacket. I know. And that you don't hire black people when we saw him on TV. Don't, don't, get me, don't get me started because I watch very closely uh, and I will run yes. it back. Show the clip. Where's the clip, Andy? Drop the clip. Clip. And when she talked about the kitchen and, and, and all of that stuff, I wanted to say you are from the South. So I can guarantee there was a time, even if it wasn't you, but maybe the family before you where we would have only been able to walk in your actual kitchen. Woo! So the fact that you think it's okay to defend your position when you're talking to a black woman that's mm. saying, hey, this is what it was. I, I don't think you meant it to be offensive, but can I share my experience with you? A black woman who watching Garcelle, you, myself, whomever, the only place we would probably have been allowed to go into your Southern home is your kitchen is so dismissive. Mm. It's like, so what I just said doesn't even go anymore because, right. because you, like sometimes it's okay to say, you know what? I'm glad you saw that I didn't mean to be offensive and I'm going to take what you say and learn from it. That's All it. you have to say. That's it. That's it. it it's, it's like, wow. I mean, the white privilege is, is, is powerful. I mean, why would she doesn't, why would she see beyond it? She has no need to. No she, need to. 
it doesn't affect her at all. <laughs> you know, like she lives in a different world. It, 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 like the only black that she sees, like I said, are the people that she hires and the few black friends that she has. And I'm not trying to, she wants to say, oh, you, you'd be surprised uh, if you got to know me. But why, me, why should I be surprised? Exactly. And like, yeah, maybe, okay, just because you have black friends doesn't make what you said okay. I don't I mean, care how many black friends you have. I don't care if your husband is black. Because it, it, it's still, you still haven't experienced what I have. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's irritating to me when you don't come from a place of, trying to like you are being being vulnerable is the hardest thing i have said before i have just now being married almost 19 years have learned to be vulnerable with my husband because transparent is one thing so i can share with you when i went through this or money troubles or body issues or this or even marriage issues that we've gone through because i've overcome them Or even if you haven't overcome them, for me talking, I can talk through them. But when you're vulnerable, you're literally telling somebody, can you carry this pain and this hurt for a minute? Can you carry it for a minute to get it off me? But if they drop it, meaning dismissing you, Mm. it leaves you in even more of a broken place than you already were. So the fact that you were vulnerable, I think that, and that's what really gets me. It's like, you were vulnerable to this is what I went through. I'm letting you in. I'm like letting you in on a piece of me. Yeah. And you want to bring up a jacket. Oh. When I read that and the way your classiness, I was like, and the way you were like, do not screenshot this, guys. You really need to go and subscribe to Sasha's Patreon. Not only are her breakdowns hilarious, informative, we're literally having you making sounds out of your mouth. <laughs> And then, but to see the different responses that she gets, I appreciate you because there are some people that will throw things out there so that their fans can attack people. You were very clear and saying, do not attack, don't do any of this. This is just the response that I received from her. So guys, you've got to go to Patreon and it's um, the breakdown on Patreon. Yeah, the Bravo breakdown. The Bravo breakdown on Patreon. I should know that. And subscribe. I mean, because your money will, is not is going towards amplifying a black voice. So don't hashtag it if you're not supporting that in some way. Right. We don't need Absolutely. the hashtag. We need the support. Thank you. And that's why I try to get across. It's like, I don't care about the likes. I don't care about the follows. I care about putting food on the table. You know, that's, that's how you can support me. And it's yeah. such, so small. And I get it. It's like, yeah, we're all, it's, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but I think about what $5 a month is to me, a dollar 25 a week. That's like air. Like that's, that's like, that's a blip and it's exactly. gone. Exactly. Uh, one twenty-five. Exactly. I mean, that's a pack of gum. And so, for what you give, you could charge more. I literally, when I went to subscribe, I was like, okay, where's the next tier? And I was like, wait, I get, I literally was like, I get this, this amount. <laughs> oh, all right. Sure enough. And I made, I was going to support you either way, but I made sure I took my little $10 from Juicy Scoop and I'm going to say it and I don't care. Let me take my money from over there and bring it to, I'm supporting someone who looks like me and who's, and her voice needs to be amplified. I appreciate that. I just got to figure out how to comment on Patreon because I have before, but one time I was trying to comment and I kept hitting. Yeah, I know I sound a hundred, but I kept, I was like, do I hit return on my phone? And so I said, I've got to go sit down at my computer, log on to Patreon and come. Cause like my comment wouldn't, I couldn't get off. Like it just kept flashing, but it wasn't like, like the, the little bar was flashing where I was typing. Uh-huh, I'm like, uh-huh. 
but it wasn't There's like the enter, enter button. Enter. Yeah, and it does that sometimes because when you press like return on your yes, yeah. thank you. Sometimes it doesn't work. No, I know okay. what you're talking okay. about. It does that to me sometimes too. It's so funny you were mentioning about the tiers because so you know the first tier is five dollars and then yes. there's a ten and fifteen. You get the same stuff at yes. every tier. So one of my followers said DMs because at first I only had the five dollar one and she was like, "Why do you only have the five dollar one? You it's just worth so much more." But I was like, "Well, I don't have anything else to offer the other tiers. I can't work any. I can't make any more content. I just I really can't." <laughs> If y'all, I mean, if I was on a salary, I make con- I sit and make content all day all long. All day long, you know. So she was like, she was one of my followers. Was one she was like, just create the tier so that people that want to, they just want to yes. support you more. They have that opportunity. And it, I am a lot of my subscribers are above the five dollar tier, which really is like that is it, it means a lot because it's like it's not people that are out here just like commenting or liking. Like they're actually these are the people that w- are looking for ways. To make support, active yep. change and lift wow. us up. The, those are the people like my Patreon subscribers are just like, they're really, really special to me. And it's funny because when I, when I first was thinking about doing it, I did a poll. I was like, people were asking me like if I could cover uh, Roni and Beverly Hills every week. And I'm like, no, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Not for free. So that's where the polls came from. That's where it came from. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, they kept on DMing me like, why didn't you do Beverly Hills or why didn't you do Roni? And I was just picking whichever one stood out to me the most Okay. for each week. So then I did the poll and it's funny though, even though when I did the poll, so let's say at, so at the time I have like 2000 views on a story, okay. 600, 600 people. No, I think it was like 12. I don't remember the exact number, but it was like, whatever the number was, 600 people voted yes, that they would uh, subscribe and pay for it. And then I think like maybe like, maybe 800 people voted. Like it was like, it was like a small amount of people that actually even voted. Like, you know, a lot of people, they'll just like see the poll and like not vote, but only a small amount, like 80% voted yes. So so that number was around 600. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, I'll get 600 patrons. And I don't have all of those 600 patrons. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, why did you vote yes? Right. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, don't say, because I won't even bother. Like, I have enough patrons now that makes it like it's worth me doing right. it. Right. But I'm so supportive. But I'm like, don't click. Yeah, do it. Do this patron. And then, and then you then don't you... actually go subscribe. Just don't say anything or say, no, don't do it. Because I want your actual feedback. So right. I can know whether or not it's worth me doing. And it's worth, I can take the constructive, like, the sound or whatever, like, cause I'm, you're doing this for us, the audience. Right. So exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. It's so, weird. Or even like, sometimes I'll do like, I'll do a, a poll in my stories. Like, Hey, for my Patreon subscribers, what do you want to see this week? Beverly Hills or Roni? And like double the amount of patrons that I even have will vote. Bitch, why are you it's, voting? You're not going to watch it. Right? We're not subscribed. <laughs> right. Why are you voting? Uh, do you think that you subscribed and you didn't? Like, you didn't subscribe. So. You know if you subscribed or not because yeah. you would see it and exactly. get the email. Exactly, exactly. When I had told you in the DMs that I was going to subscribe and then you know how you get so sidetracked and I sat down and I was like, oh, uh-uh. I need uh-huh. to make sure... <laughs> That I do this. Yeah. And in my mind, even though I knew I was going to watch them, but let's just say people say, oh, I'm so busy. Even if I never watched one, as exactly. long as my money was going right. to you, yes. it didn't matter. But I make sure I watch them I, and I'll play them, you know, and I'll be, I, I watch them for your facials too. <laughs> and for the point you make, like, dang, I thought I was watching the episode, but she picked, she, yeah, I didn't even think about that or whatever. So I love, 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 love them. I'm like, you guys have to subscribe. The Bravo Breakdown on Patreon. And and this time, 
I'm not trying to sway you from not supporting someone else. By all means, support who you want to support. But if you're saying change needs to be made and we can now make change through some through something we all love, know where your money is going and who it's going to. Is your money yeah. going to somebody that promotes the dismissal of what Black people deal with in America every day? Is your money going to someone that is trying to amplify their voice to educate Black people, non-Black people, I mean, just people in general. Like, what are you supporting? And because I watched this show called The Bold Type. It's funny. It's not real, but I love it. It's on Freeform. Freeform, and yeah. So I, I love that show. And and one, uh, there is an LGBTQ plus character on there. And she was trying to get, uh, trying to do a story or use a photographer, LGBTQ or something like that. And they said, although we support we can't have that for some reason. And she went back through the, the person that owned the magazine, their, dono- their donations, and they were a frequent donator of someone who was for gay conversion. So she was like, you're telling me that I'm free to do this, but I really can't do it because of some bogus reason when the reality is you've donated huge sums of money to this gay conversion place that sponsors the magazine. So to me, wow. and even though it was, it's a scripted show in my mind, know where your money's going Absolutely. when it comes to with everything. And some things it's like, you can't even get that deep. Cause then I would never even drink Tropicana cause they, they support this, who supports this, right. who supports right, that. Right, so right. it's like, but on the things that I can control, I want my right. money to go to creators who yes. are trying to amplify the right things. Right. So I appreciate you totally. going out on a limb, you know? Right. And even if you're a person that's like, uh, you know, I, I, I like my Bravo and my black stuff separate. Like, I don't want to watch someone talk about, okay, <laughs> let's, let's take that argument. Yes. Don't, like you said, don't even watch it then just support because we need it more than these, more than Bravo needs it more than you yes. even tuning into the show. These we, there's like three or four of us. There's you mixing Raven, uh, two Bravo black girls and Bravo while black. Five, yes. Six. Yes. Yep. I mean, that alone. And that's it. That's it. Where we got the, the, the black Bravo women, Real Housewives of Atlanta. They got, they're the highest number of views, the highest Girl. followers on Instagram. And then we only got a couple black pages. And that's it. That's it. Wow. And positive you know. black pages. like Right. Yeah. Because we have the blogs that are throwing. I don't like that. I'm talking about. Po- positive being fair yes. being an educated point of view because I'm we are and we, I think we're both we're very fair like I'm not a type yes. of person that's just like I'm a hate Kenya page or I hate yes. I don't ever like I don't even hate Sutton there's I don't hate anybody exactly exactly mm-hmm. I don't exactly. hate Ramona I don't have time to sit around and hate these people that don't care about me you exactly. know what I'm saying <laughs> now look it's funny I have to say because when you threw out Kenya my stomach went Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I don't hate anyone, but I dislike like what I see I don't, on TV. Well, tell, exactly what we say. I see it and I say it. I never like that. Yeah, Kenya. Yeah, I'm telling you that cookie oh, lady. She's Kenya is so low down. Like, and that's but, what it is. It's. But I was saying this before. It's like I can I, I compare her a lot to Candace because they both have very broken, toxic, or non-existent relationships. With one wow. or more of their parents. Candace has a really toxic relationship with her mother. Kenya has no relationship with her mother. Candace's dad disowned her. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like I, I feel a lot for Candace and Kenya in that way. You're right. Yeah. Kenya's okay, mom slammed the door in her in face. In her face. That yeah. is pain. And would go to family functions and not talk to her. Oh and my be God. at the same place. So you're uh, right. 
that's thank you for that reminder yeah she's in a lot of pain and so that's why it was really sad to see her relationship with mark because he took advantage of that that softness in her she has a god-sized hole that she's looking for it to be filled and it's not going to ever be filled until she deals with her childhood trauma and with herself i think with her self-worth absolutely yeah so that's why Mark, he ran all over her because he saw that and wow. he took full advantage of it. And everyone's like, oh, well, that's what she gets. She needs to be kin. She needs to be in her place. No, nobody does. No, nobody needs to be treated like that. I didn't even think about that. And how no. you said about the, the broken relationships and remember the episode when she picked her dad up from the airport and he was like, oh, your feet are so ashy and just make those comments. And it makes me think back to her, was it her first season when she said she got stopped every day because people told her she looked like Beyonce. And in my mind, I'm like, are you telling a group of black women who clearly we all know the different shades and hues of us that people stop you. And it, it, I had to talk to somebody who didn't realize there was colorism within the black community. And you saying this, as far as the relationships and she probably did not have somebody to affirm her. And I think some of our general, some of the generations before us doesn't realize when they throw things out there like that, like, Oh, your nappy head or your ashy feet, the emotional toll that it could take on you. I wonder if that is all just bottled up in her, which causes her to act Mm -hmm. the way she does. Cause when she brought that cookie lady, I'm telling you, I was like, there is a woman code that there's some things we just don't do. And I'm telling somebody had asked me, would Ryan Bailey, would you ever be a housewife? And I said, listen, there's sometimes we look or I'll hear non-bravo people that are saying, oh, I don't watch that. And that doesn't make any sense. Those grown women fighting. Listen, (laughs) I would like to think that I would say, get out of my face and walk away. But there's only a certain point that I would get to. And if somebody brought in a woman that supposedly could have my fiance at any time, you call me and see you next Tuesday. And then you bring Uh, me in my face. I might've had enough strength to say to the camera people, break all the walls. You might want to cut to commercial. Yes. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. And boom, that's all you would see. That's it. That's all you get. I would all you get. I would have reached back from the depths of my great mm-hmm. grandmama who didn't take nothing. My grandma, I would have been my mm-hmm. great grandmother, my grandmother and my mother. My mother's still alive. I would have got some in the spirit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I would have probably tore that restaurant up and I'm not even going like, how dare you? So I when, and I think that's what makes me react to her. Cause I, like you said, I feel like she goes so gutterball, mm-hmm. but then you bringing it back to that is like, okay, you know what? You're right. You're right. When your own mother doesn't love you, doesn't want you, and it's in your face. It's one thing for your mom to give you up her adoption when she's 15 and you never hear from her again. But to be faced with that in your face, that rejection, that harsh rejection, that's a lot of pain. So she wants others to feel the pain, you know, hurt people, hurt people, you know. And she doesn't know how to have a relationship with women, probably. Nope. When you think about that, she doesn't know how to resolve conflict with other women. Mm Mm-mm. Because I, 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 I will say that when she was doing all that to Portia and when I rewatched that clip on YouTube, I don't know how many times, and I was just laughing. Like, and I myself, I have to say, I was like, good for her when Portia pulled her off that couch because I felt like she mm-hmm. was taunting her. Yep. But again, that all comes from, you know, a place too. So yeah. I'm glad that you brought me back to that. 
Yes. I always try to think of it as like, if somebody's hurting somebody that badly, I just think about how much pain they must be in. Yeah, you're right. Because I can't, I can't, it pains me. It would pain, even if I had this idea, like, oh, I'm going to bring the cookie lady. Like, I wouldn't be able to go through with it. Right. And so she must be, there are sometimes just like, I guess, if you have a cut or something that's, there's so much infection in it, it just explodes. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine she's got to have a level of pain that she can't even hold in anymore. And it's just exploding. Exactly. Onto... Exactly. Wow. Whoever's around her. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You know, that, that's definitely the psychology of housewives. Yeah. I'm I telling know. you, you break it down. So good. <laughs> so good. And every time I want to be like, that's right, Ken, I'll say it. I'll say it a little less harsh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Just say it under your breath. Like, I wanted to ask you something. So what you thought about this, because I was talking to, I did an interview like last week to this with this white woman okay. and we were talking about Garcelle and I wasn't really like sure about the way to articulate the way I feel about. So, you know, a lot of white people, they do this thing where they're like, they want to be like for a black person, like, oh, her skin is so beautiful. Okay. So we're talking about style and things like that. And I love Garcelle, but I don't like her style choices. It's not the guard. It's not Giselle level. But I don't like she the outfit she wore in Rome with the pink bow on the back. I was <sighs> okay, and her wigs are horrible. Her her wigs sit. So I'm talking about this to this white woman. I started to feel this sense of guilt, like because this white woman, all she can she kept saying, "Oh well, she's so beautiful. Her skin is so beautiful." But we can pick apart Dorit and everyone else's style. But with Garcelle, we just like overlook and just say she's beautiful, oh. and then you don't even notice that she's even wearing a wig. So I felt this, like, what is that feeling? What is happening? And the only way I could articulate it is, like, give her a full seat at the table. Like, bring her to the table as you would any other housewife. Let's pick her apart. Her hair can be, her wig can be bad. Her fashion can be bad, too, just because she's a Black woman and she's beautiful. But I didn't know quite how to articulate why I felt that way. I feel you. I was very upset. I felt like in her confessionals, like when she wears the yellow, I'm like, I get where she was going with the wig, but it didn't quite, the only, right. quite honestly, the only look I like is that short bob. And even that yes. with the short bob with, when she, when they were in Rome and she walked out with those baggy pants and that hair, I was disappointed because I feel like, and, and people may not agree with this, but the Dorit's and the Erica's, how they put so much thought and have to have a glam mm-hmm. team. I feel like because of the colorfulness of our communities, it we don't even go into, it doesn't always have to be that. We just show up and it is that. Right. So that's what I wanted her to bring to Beverly Hills. We see it in Atlanta. We see it. It's just something right. about, sometimes I feel like Erica's looks where her and Dorit's yeah. looks where her, and God knows none of us black women are putting beading on a hairline when we're trying to protect our edges. Who is gluing anything other than a wig? And even then we're trying to stop doing that. So right. to put, I could not, I was like, that is just too much for me because there's no way in the world we'd be gluing beads to our, so, so to me, it was, it's the, I get the sense of trying. And with Garcelle, I was expecting an Atlanta level or more right. books from her. She right. was a model. Yes. She has been, even when she, that the scene they showed with her friends, I love Sheree Fletcher, Sheree and the other ladies, even yeah. they were fly. And I was yeah. like, but where, I feel this, it? this guilt because they, the white girls, they don't, they don't pick apart Garcelle like they do the others because and she's so beautiful. I feel like two things on that. She's so beautiful. It's almost like you have made 
her a creature that you have never seen before because she's the only black. So she's on display for you. Whereas the other women are there in their styles. Garcelle is on display because almost like, oh, thank God it's a pretty black girl that they brought on here. And that's what I feel from that community sometimes. So they're, they won't critique her on the same scale because to them, it's just like, oh, almost like um, I know why the cage bird sings. It's she's in this cage for them, this guilted. Yes. A Beverly Hills cage. And then we feel bad about, I feel bad trying to explain to another white girl why Garcelle's wig is bad when she doesn't even notice that it's a wig. When she doesn't know that. So then I feel like I'm like outing Garcelle to these women that they don't need to know their, they don't need to know. Well, and it goes back to how we were raised. It's what goes on in this house stays in this house. And you don't talk about black people in front of, company right so you don't talk about black people about black people to white people in a negative way that's how I was taught that's how I felt and I'm like are black people gonna get mad at me for having this conversation but that's that's the problem that's the problem yes oh my gosh thank you I feel you I feel you oh I couldn't I could not articulate I was like something about this is racist but I don't know she's like well what's racist like she's just has flawless skin and And it's like no, so we're, we're just not looking at her about skin. Her skin, because all of them have flawless skin. When you're right. looking at it, you can't say Erica's porcelain. Uh, even Teddy, for what it's worth, I think Teddy's beautiful. You know, aesthetically, right. the rest right. of it you can throw yeah, it in yeah, the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, 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 I think Dorit is pretty. I think all of them. That's not even, the question. That's not. We're the not question. talking about beauty. We're talking about fashion. And so you I just kind of overlook her. You just overlook. Oh yeah, Garcelle's beautiful. She's amazing. I love. We stand Garcelle. But we, can pick up, but we can fixate on Kyle's bangs all season, but not Carcel's wig because she's, black, because, she's a, because she's a black woman. I no. didn't. Yeah. Okay. I'm so I'm literally no. like that stuck with me that after I did that podcast, I was like, God, did I, did I say the right? Because I, 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 I myself, that's what I'm saying. It's this stuff is new. I was going to say it, it's me and Monty talked about this too, because I have, and I'm really trying to, and it kind of changed a little bit, but I have a bit of a thing trying to get into Leah. I I just cannot because of Mm -hmm. the things that I see, but people are so in love and I'm like, so I'm probably going to get this whatever because I cannot based on, if we're critiqued, you can say you hate Ramona. Ramona, sometimes, even though she can be that way, Ramona has valid points on some things. Yes. So y'all can critique her, but I can't critique Leah when she's wearing, when she's trying to wear my culture in front of these white women. I know. What do you feel about the fact that she like she does say like, oh, I looked up to these white women. Little Kim was my idol. And like she she does find ways to give credit where credit is due. And step when she's stealing it by saying that she created streetwear. Ma'am. <laughs> Kimorley Simmons, Russell right. Simmons. When there was no streetwear for women, what did we do? I know when I, we took the throwback jerseys and we wore them in smaller sizes with the Timberlands and the big earrings and all of that. Yeah. You did not create streetwear for women. And I think I have a hard time because so many black people have not got justice for being killed, like Sandra Bland being yeah. pulled over in her car. Mm. And although I think what the police did to Leah was absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. If you cannot see, she threw a water bottle at a police officer and hit him in the face. That's considered assault. And you sued and won money mm-hmm. and put it into 
a clothing line that you said started streetwear for women in New York in a city that's diverse. I mean, I, I, I know. I, I, I know. It's just, I know. So I have such a problem. And you talk about, you know, white people worry about saying the wrong thing. There's more of us in these communities. There's more of them in these communities than us. So sometimes I feel like when they say they're afraid to say the wrong thing, but now I'm feeling a certain way about speaking about what I see in my culture on somebody that doesn't look like me, but I'm made to feel like I can't say it because. So it's, it's, it's like, right. I don't know. Like, I, know. I, I understand how y'all feel saying that you, you don't think you can, you're afraid to say certain stuff because you're telling us we want to hear it. We want to hear it. But then if we say it, there's more of you than us in this community. Right. It, y'all can very well just say up. Oh, you went too far. Done with we you. love this person. Yeah. And then they're done. And they're yeah. done. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I struggle with that too. So I love the thing that you said about Garcelle. Cause I feel that in the, in the same sense, I feel like the opposite about Leah. Like I'm like, I really was mad. Like Garcelle, come on. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know some of the, I, I, my jaw, when she showed up at Kyle's thing with that glitter Giovanni <laughs> with the gloves, I, I I was like, is this a joke? Is this a joke? What are and we doing? We're, we're in Rome and like the scene where they're sitting there, the last episode and she leaves for a second and comes back. You know, I literally felt like she woke up and threw that wig on, took it off the wig head, threw it on and threw on a cardigan and just like even her makeup. Like it was, it, I was like, what are we doing? Nothing. I literally started thinking in my head, if I had to go to Rome now, what the outfits that would seem so simple how they would be like, bam, boom. Just, you I know. know what I mean? Just like, even and if I it's adding it. your own flavor, just add, bring something. To me, right. it's like, what am I, I'm not, because to me, I feel like Erica, and the, when she had on that hat, but I will say Kyle is a hater. If you know, she oh, has yeah. something to say under, oh, Dorit, it's a good thing we have these nets so they don't mess up your thousand dollar glam. It's like little jokes. You joke one too many times. such a fucking hater. She's With a your black. With your black stockings and black mini skirt at that dinner. Get out of here with all that. I know, get out, get I out know. of here with that. Such a hater. And That's I hate how whenever like they do an event and Garcelle walks in in her busted ass outfit and then they're all like, yes, Garcelle. And I'm like, why? They don't do that for anyone else. No, they don't. But when so, she walks in. Are you trying to make her feel, are you trying to be relatable to her or comfortable? You trying to include her, like give her the spotlight because she's black. Like, cause I get mad at Potomac. Ugh. And their outfits, but see, that's the whole. It's hard. I almost, I almost feel like it's an area thing because when I moved here from Jersey, I will never forget. I had these hot pink heels, my t-shirt, my hoops, my whatever, and I was strolling through the Walmart, and I seen people looking at my heels and like, and I'm like, is this new? Like what? They're just hot pink heels. So right. I feel like it's sort of like the area. Yeah. That they're in. Okay. Okay. I know. And, and Jamal, like, Jamal too, with his hot pink, with his pinks. Don't get Jamal. I can't I've got, I'm getting ready to show my husband a scene because here's a little, and I said it on a couple other podcasts. So we moved from Jersey. We didn't know anything about him. My husband was at one, you know, we were both raised in church. So he felt like, okay, my family should be in church. He finds um, him on TV. Mm-hmm. He's watching him and he goes, oh man, I wish that church was near us. So he wakes me up. He's like, I found a church. Let's go. We both loved it. When we went, she was there. Then we stopped going for about five years. And um, when we started going back to church, we went back and she wasn't there. We didn't hear the whispers of what was going on. Well, the loudness, because 
um, I didn't know anybody. Like I hadn't really made any friends, friends like that right. in Maryland. So then we started getting more active in church and he likes spoken word. So I would do a lot of spoken word and fun fact. I've said this before. So people, if you've heard it on another podcast, bear with me, but on my other podcast that I do, he was my first guest. So then I start hearing, we start hearing things and I was like, what, wait, what, huh? Uh huh. Oh, so it's weird to me when I hear other podcasters talk about him because I'm like, like he sat across from me at a table. You know what I mean? Like he was my pastor. Wow. Yes. So, but we would always laugh and I would tell my husband, I just wish he would let me be his stylist. Just let me be your stylist. For then, then I would say, okay, everybody has their own style. So when she said Sunday night, a well-dressed man, girl. Oh my God. I know. I was like, it's wow. like, it's like, oh, you almost had it, but not quite. But then it made sense to me. Both of them see they're from. Yeah. Here. Uh-huh, so uh-huh, it was, and not saying uh-huh. that everybody's like that. People have, um, uh, not saying that the whole state of Maryland doesn't have flair, but I'm just looking at this whole cast of women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, none of y'all, I, to me, I think Robin has the most identifiable look to me that I might would go with. Cause even like the big Gucci belt, it's like, Candace, now you look like one of the OC wives. With uh-huh. the black Gucci belt. Uh-huh. And then Karen, I feel like she's trying hard. Like with the Fendi, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something, sometimes the labels wear them. Yeah. Instead yeah. of them wearing the labels. And, but yeah, so. Um, How are you feeling about Dr. Wendy? Loving her. I am too. I'm loving, I'm loving the fact her. that she's including culture. Yes. I and love I that love, episode last night. I love her son. And now, even though I have kids, I always say I don't do children. When he said, I don't want to do it, I already know it. And then when the grandma was asking him and he knew it, I was like. Mm-hmm. 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 I loved her. I want to talk to her so badly because mm-hmm. I want to talk about, and I could ask you this too. It's one thing to experience racism from other cultures, but with her being in these profiles positions, teaching at Johns Hopkins, being on Fox News, talking about the president and LeBron James, has she experienced racism from the black community? That yeah. is not, and so I want to ask you that too. Have you experienced a separate type of racism um because you're nigerian no no cameroon cameroon i'm sorry yeah cameroon Cameroon, have you experienced that yeah definitely i mean growing up because it's like for to the white eye being african as opposed to black american is you're more elite like you're smarter you're more educated you're more refined you're you know you're more cultured but black people it's like number one you look you look african your features are like bigger You're darker, okay. your hair is even nappier, and you eat weird food, you wear weird outfits, you have a weird okay. accent. It's more of something that they are not familiar with. Okay. So they just want to put it down and distance themselves from it without, I don't even never, I never feel like they really articulated a reason. It was just like, okay, weird. Okay. Like, you're, why does your dad talk like that? Why are you eating those types of food? Like, ill, like that sort of thing. Okay, instead of versus a, oh, why is it? Oh, well, wow, where are you guys from? Or what food is that? Why why do you eat that in your culture? Is there a significance? Okay, I get it. It's more like, well, you're, why are you not dressed like this? And also too, like you're extra dark and they, it's the, the colorism, like you're ugly because you're so dark. Okay. You like, you don't just, you don't look like a regular black girl. You look African. Like you look like you're like 
straight. Oh, they be like, yeah, like you. Oh, you're, I heard your dad talking. I should have known you were African. You like you straight from Africa, like as a negative thing, because you have less European features. Your features are less European, so you're uglier. Okay. So mm, yeah, you do look like that. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I don't want to put this out there because I don't know for sure, but. From what I can tell, it looks like Wendy's mother bleaches her skin. From what I could tell. Yeah, okay. I, I could be wrong, but I've seen it so many. It's very, 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 very common in the African community. Are you like, serious? You go to an African store, there is like a whole aisle. The bleaching. Of, in bleaching. Community. I have been. Okay. okay. It's like. Oh. When I was in, I went, when I was in Ghana, like I literally like there was, you know how we have like black hair. There's like an aisle for black yeah. hair. Yeah. There's an aisle for just like skin bleaching creams. It's just, it's like lotion. It's everywhere. It's, it's hard to find something without skin bleaching in it as, a, as an ingredient. So oh I've gosh. seen that sort of grayed out, muted complexion so many times. That you know what it looks like. I know what it looks like. So I think it is, and it probably won't get spoken about a lot because the audience is white and it's, okay. they don't recognize it. But I saw one comment on someone's page and they were like, why does her mom bleach her skin? And I was like, okay, maybe someone else is seeing it too. But I do think she does. And I would love to hear more about that conversation because Wendy okay. looked like she bleaches her skin. No, okay. I'm wondering what that was like with a mom growing up that bleaches her skin. What did that do to her self-confidence in thinking about her own complexion? And then the fact that she married a black man who's just as dark complected as her. Yes. You know what I mean? See, and this is why I love, the, it's that you mentioned earlier in the episode, the nuances that we pick up on. Yes. And I, wow, this is, and I look at her, her wigs or whatever on point, even Candace, thank God she's taken some of the, cause when she first started, it was big. And it was I was big. like, how many tracks do you have in there? Cause her, te- Candace's textures are really good. The texture. Yes. yes. Nice. And, and, and it matches up in that book. It's really good. But the volume is a lot. I was like, that's a lot. You need to yeah. maybe a couple rows, but yeah, so yeah. it's, it's even Giselle. I'm like, when they said she's the, I've heard often that she's the most beautiful housewife. And it, it's just funny to me. And I wonder, is it because of the blue eyes and the light skin? No, it is. It's because, it's because of that. Or when they, or when they're amazed, oh my gosh, I heard somebody say the other day, Monique is truly, I'm just like, look at her and I'm like amazed. And to me, I appreciate women in general, but I think black, I think you, and I can look at things aesthetically and from this. I think aesthetically, you're beautiful. Of course, you know, I know your personality is beautiful. So to me, the lights, the darks, the blacks, the middle color, the this, the that, that I, I love seeing it all. I think it's all beautiful. There is yeah. no, and for me in the black community, there is no standard of beauty because it's all black girl magic. But right, now that it's right. being presented to mainstream America, Giselle, they're saying Giselle across the board is the most beautiful housewife. And I'm like, look at Portia and her banging body. Are I you know. kidding me? I and know. even though I think Robin for me does, it's not, it's not, doesn't have anything to do with her skin. It's because she's laid back. And I think too, she's thicker in a, like a, a muscular way than the other right. ones. And to me, that's attractive. Yeah. So I think Monique is beautiful too, but it's, it, it, I guess it just amazes me that it's so like, oh my gosh, we didn't realize they would be so beautiful. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. But again, they think Giselle across the board is the most beautiful. A lot right. of people. Oh, they do. Yeah, they so, do. And it's funny because when they when people say, oh, potster, we say that. But in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I know homegirl around the way that does it. Like I can identify with every single one of those. 
characters mm-hmm. almost like the yep. Candace. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. a couple Candaces. Yeah, the Karens. I know a couple Karens. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's, yep. It's, it's just crazy. I love Dr. Wendy. I, I, I love want her you so much. To please get her on. Well, again, the Bravo breakdown on Bravo. Well, I can't do the interview on your show, but <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I will, I, want, I would be interested in talking to both of you to see if you guys have had the same. Yeah. You know. Be, yeah, I, I, yeah, that would be. But you need to get her on the Bravo breakdown. Oh my gosh. I know. I've been trying to think of ways, like how can I expand it and like in, into the interview space? You. Like, would it just um, be like something like this and just I like think, screen recorded? And, and screen recorded for all of, and, and um, even if you inserted, like if you're talking about, say you talk to somebody about being a, like a, a Bravo lib, like maybe Portia or whatever that was arrested. And then you insert it, if you had inserted it into New York about like, look at the, you're here live talking to a person about their differences, who's a housewife, look at this housewife's difference. Or just, even if you didn't do it like that, you could maybe then start doing it more than once a week. I'm only saying that for my selfish. <laughs> but I think you could, I think, I, I definitely yeah. think you should be interviewing. Yeah, I think I think that's where I feel like, I'm trying to let things happen organically because I am human. So I have this fear of rejection and I hear of people that will ask people to come on their shows and they get rejected. So I have oh. this sort of fear. And, so and I've gotten rejected and ignored, honey. You know, you saw it. Right, 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 right. So that's like, I'm like, because like, I know it's, you know, I know some of the podcasts that are at a certain level, they can get all the Bravo celebrities and things on their show. And then there's other yes. ones that don't so much. So I'm just like, want to make sure that where I'm at matches where I'm reaching. You Here's know? the thing, though. You bring something so different. I noticed I was looking at a podcast the other day and I'm like, wow, they must be a Bravo approved because every single Bravo. But then I also thought while the interviews are fun, I'm looking for something a little bit more. I'm not even some of them not even really interested in what you think about the show. I want to know more about you. And that's yeah. how I felt about you. You talking about Bravo, but sharing your story as it relates to what was going on with these women made me, it was like, I have to talk to her. So I didn't even, I told you I was going to wait at first. And I'm like, no, I have to talk to her. I hear you. So I think what you bring is so different. Just like the Dr. Wendy thing, you have the same um, background as far as not being from here. So Mm -hmm. I'm asking you, how did you feel coming over you would be asking, and maybe you have similar experiences that even black people would be like, wow, because what you said about black people and how, as far as Africans, it's, I've also, I've heard it where I've heard people say some Africans think that they're better than black people when black really people. it's a miscommunication, meaning you could be thinking that they think that they're better or we're too African and we're thinking whatever. And it's not that at all. Mm-mm. So the Mm-mm. fact that you just shared what you shared is like, okay, I see it. I get, it you know all, what I mean? It, it, it's all just, a tr- it trickles down. It's a like from down. the white people, yeah. it's like the white people put the Africans above black Americans because they think, they think whatever they want to put in their mind about them. And then that makes them think that we think we're better than them. Yes. Yep. Yep. And it's really, not it's, even the, it's the man. It's all the man. Yes. Even pitting women against women. It's Did you ever man. see um, the feud um, with Ryan? Uh, what's the, the guy that does? Uh, I'm saying the guy like, uh, why can't I think of his last name? He does 
all of the American Horror Stories. Oh, uh, and Murphy, I can't think Ryan of Murphy. Murphy, Ryan Murphy, Ryan Murphy, and he yeah. did the feud with. I don't know if it was supposed to be Joan Rivers, but two, I cannot believe I'm blanking, but I watched it. It was a feud with two great women actors and it showed how there were little seeds planted that caused, because he felt like maybe, and not Ryan himself, but back when they were acting, uh, back when they were both actors uh, at the height of their career, men planted different little seeds of things and then to make them feud to bring out better mm. performances. But mm -hmm. in the midst, they're like destroying relationships. And of course, you're not going to go to that woman and say, hey, did you really say this? Or right. my producer told me because you want to keep, you don't want your, your fear of maybe you telling her that and her running to whatever movie studio and saying, hey, she's saying you said this. So it was just a feud that, yeah. that kept building. So it's like you said, it all starts from a man almost exactly. planting the seed. And it's exactly. like, we've got to conquer. Divide, divide and conquer. <laughs> I feel like I can talk to you all day. So you obviously, it's so funny because the, the brilliant minds that I've talked to on this podcast, men, women, I, all of you, I feel like I could just keep talking to and keep talking to and no time has passed and I'm learning from, and I'm so appreciative of that. Um, but you're the same way. You're now my family. You're my cousin. Yes, girl. <laughs> no, my sister. Yes, so. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I told, um, I sent a message. It was so funny to um, Sarah actually and Hannah and I was texting and Again, going back to Bravo, how we're all so, I said, you're supposed to be my soulmate, my sister. You remember when Vicky was screaming at Tamara? Uh-huh. When she's like, you're supposed to be my soulmate, my sister. Uh -huh. so it's, it's so, it's great to talk to women and even men in the community that get it, where we can trade these one-liners and you know exactly yes. you know, where I'm going with it. So Absolutely. I love you. I appreciate I you. you. I hope guys that I didn't talk more than Sasha, but it's Sasha's fault because again, <laughs> she is a match. So he like lights the fire that brings out these things. I'm oh like, my gosh, why, I, why am I on my podcast crying? Why am I, <laughs> why are you taking, I should be laying down because you've taken me back to like childhood things that I'm working through. She's actually brought me around to Kenya slightly. Yes. Yes. I, I don't know what you did over there. I don't know what you did <laughs> before this, but I love you so much. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. I'm, I'm so like, I love and I just, I keep thinking back on what you said about bitch sesh because it's like, it's, it really is. It's all of us. Like me, like when they DM'd me, oh my I was, God. I, I thought chilled. it was a joke. I thought it was like a fake page because it was Casey. And she's like, Hey, uh, what's up? Casey here. Like, just want to see if you want to come on bitch sesh. I was like, went to her page. I was like, is this the real girl? <laughs> like I literally thought that somebody was kidding. And to oh hear you God. say that, like, you, all of us have made it, it's just like, that means so much to me that you guys are here with me. We're in this together. Yes. Are you, like, it, I just, and it's funny because I'm getting the hang of this Instagram story thing and the kids are like, do you need help? And I'm like, I got it. Because mm -hmm. I'll be trying to post the little things and then it'll go away and come back. And I'm like, but so I'm like, no, I don't care if you have to post it to your feed. I, you are going to promote your fellow sisters in this yes. journey. And I'm telling you, I was out loud. I was like, oh. <gasps> She's like oh on gosh. this podcast. It was like a crazy, like, um, just, I don't know. I felt like in my mind, there was just applause and standing ovations all around. Like our girl, like, here's our girl. She's there. Like bitch says the yes. bitch says and when the you Holy broke, grail, when you, and I loved how you were so 
you were still you. You weren't, and what did they say in the black community? Put it on airs. Right, right. You were, I've heard my dad say that, like, like when you see somebody, you're like, look at them over there putting on airs or whatever. Uh-huh. But how you articulated every point. And I love, you were like, now come on, Casey, Danielle. Really? I'm like giving you like Tuesday burps here. I'm like, what's going on? But you were like, really, Casey? Really, Danielle? Like, girl, listen, this is why you had them speechless. And then they'd be like, oh, and I was, and you're like, how should you ever get it? I was so Oh my God. Happy. I love it. People were like, are you guys friends? Do you know them? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know those white women. I do not know them. Never met them a day in my life. And I'm just, I'm just so, to me, they were open. And they that's were what great. I like about it. That's they what you great. want. It's like, I don't have to know them. They are human. They have humanity. They understand. Yes. That's all it takes. I don't have to have this long. Casey doesn't have to be my BFF for us to get on the podcast and know what's up. And that's what, I don't think that's what people, it's like, you hold, and that, what you just said, it just dawned on me because you hold value. So you don't have to be a BFF. People know value when they see it. Right. People know real when they see it, when they right. hear it. So it's right. like, you don't have to be friends with them. They just, again, I did not know you. And, and I heard you speak and I heard, and I was like, she is ours. Like, ugh, yeah, ugh, I am hers. Like what? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Family. Yes. It yes. felt so good. And it again, it already felt good to be embraced by you guys in this community, me coming in. So to see the support. And it's funny, I was telling my daughter, the way to know if you're capable of growing and building your business and surviving is take your family and friends out of it. Because my other podcast, it's like- By the way, what's the name of it? I want to listen to it. It's called Tales from a Butterfly. And it's based on everybody, everybody says they're a butterfly. Oh, I'm this beautiful butterfly. But no one- talks about what was it like when you were a caterpillar? And then if you ever studied the process of the metamorphosis, when the caterpillar goes into a cocoon, what happens? It basically kills itself. It looks like, for lack of a better word, it looks like a murder has taken place because the caterpillar completely comes apart. It has to eat its own enzymes in order to be able mm. to be strong enough to break out of the cocoon and fly. And wow. once you're out of the, at that cocoon, you notice a butterfly doesn't eat what caterpillars do. It wouldn't survive. So once you leave, once you surpass a certain level, you can't go back to how you used to be. So yeah. I want to know the cocoon. And we have many metamorphoses in our life. There's not just one. So I'm interested in that. What is the metamorphosis? And as I'm listening, I'm like, you could really have been on the other one too. But you know, so I... I but so it's, it's, it's great here it. though, because it's like, this is, they're coming for Bravo. They're coming then- for Bravo, exactly. So I, 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 but that's what that one's about. And simply... You guys, when I saw people post about what else is going on, I had to put my phone down. This is a real thing because I have friends now and I'll say, hey, can you on Mondays, like when I post the podcast, can you just repost it? You don't have to say anything with it because that's how it'll grow. I've been doing it for three years. I've interviewed other Bravo Lebs. I, I, I interviewed Toya and Eugene from Married to Medicine by reaching out to them. I interviewed the vice president of, um, at the time, BET, her, went up to the wow. BET offices. And I have some friends who would staunchly support. Um, and uh, I've never charted in three years. And this podcast, in 30 days, I got it. It was 30 days to the day I got an email. And of course, it was that day because you know how it fluctuates. But Right, right. Congratulations, you're number 24 on the charts of entertainment 
news. And to me, I was like, that is wow. a community. And that's when I knew I had two trolls, only two, when that whole thing went down with um, not skinny, but not fat and Heather McDowell. Cause now I'm like, I'm saying their names. I, I, don't, I, I don't even care. Oh yeah. But when oh, it went yeah. down, I had somebody, I found that page had been created that day. Cause I saw like the first day they, they hadn't even posted anything to tell me to go get a life. And I mm. said, you are over here in my DMs mm. telling me to get a life. I think we know who needs to get a life. And then somebody else was like, she's pregnant. Maybe she this. And I, the crazy thing was I had talked to a good friend of hers two days prior and didn't know it was a good friend of hers until they told me and then said, I told her she needed to respond to this. And so I told them that I said, FYI. And to me, racism is not excused based on the condition of life you're in and, and something Thank else. You. And I, I've said it before, people don't get it. Black people are not a lot. We are not, especially if you're in the public eye, you're not given the grace to step away and learn. You have Hannah Brown from The Bachelor who mm-hmm. was rapping the N-word mm-hmm. and was able to come back and say, I'm learning, I'm listening. She wasn't canceled, which to me, I don't believe there's a cancel culture. I believe it's you taking accountability for your mm-hmm. actions, period. Right. She was allowed that grace. Kevin Hart said that those jokes that he told all those years ago, but if you could comb through his history and see since that moment, he has never made those jokes again. Mm-hmm. Yet he, when they're uncovered, he can no longer host the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Nick Cannon had the discussion about how he felt about the Jewish community. And I'm not saying it's right. What I'm saying is he had to learn his lesson immediately. You will no longer do while and out. You will no longer host this. His lesson is immediately. We're not given mm-hmm. the grace to be able to step back and say, Mm-mm. I'm educating myself. Right. What white people are. Right. So it's, it's like, I remember years ago, the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond, the brother was doing a comedy show. And I'm just going to say he said the word nigger and the told because somebody was booing him. He's never been canceled. Mm. It was a learning thing. So to me, it's like all of you're given that grace to be able to step back. We're not. We have to learn the lesson immediately yeah. and hope that we're rehired. Yeah. Hope that with, we're with, with, with that being said, what do you think is going to happen with Candace or what should happen with, you know, her tweets resurfacing and then her still present day saying stuff. And, like that? and that is the thing I, I went when I saw that when, when it came out with what she said about the guy and about dropping dead. I know I felt like there is nothing other than somebody doing physical harm to my daughter, my son, my husband. I there's nothing someone can say that would, I don't think that that would make me wish them to die. Mm-hmm. So when she, when she said that and was saying all that stuff about his weight, I was like, I oh my God, Candace, no, because everything that's going on right now and you're attacking another like that. So I'm like, okay, when these tweets resurfaced, I almost took it like it was a relative of mine because I'm like, how can we defend you now? Mm-hmm. It's like, is there any defending? The only thing I don't like is I'm seeing people now. I know that sometimes you have to draw comparisons to make a point. Mm-hmm. There are people that are comparing it. And, and to be clear with on Vanderpump Rules, Max and Brett, I didn't really take issue with they apologized. And it was and all that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. My thing was, I do feel like Stasi, especially she was a, re, a repetitive person doing mm-hmm. things like that. But I, I find that there are people that 
never wanted Stasi fired. So they're drawing that comparison based on that. And to me, it's more of a black and white issue with them versus the people who are saying, no, morally what she did was wrong and she's still doing it. So I think she should be fired. So that's the issue that I have. But I, I just, I, I wish she had a got on IG live or something and not written an apology, but said, guys, I'm sorry. I don't feel this way. Can you, I, I mean, that would have saved her. That would have it, saved her. It really would have. Just for her to just be vulnerable and sit there in front of the camera, like Hannah Brown did. Yes, exactly. She, exactly, she did. People You're respond right. to vulnerability because it's, yes. everyone knows how hard it is to be vulnerable. So for you to be, put yourself out there like that and just have some humility, people would have, that actually would have probably raised her star power, That's, to be yes. honest. Yep. But she I, didn't, you know, she didn't do that. She didn't do that. And it's like, I, I, I felt like, we lost one. I honestly, that's how I felt. I'm like, why did you have to do this mm-hmm. when we're just getting to these, to this level of exposure with these housewives and all of that? Like, why did you have to do that? I know. I was really disappointed. I know. Like, because outside of all of the tweets and stuff that she did, some of them were funny. Like the tear down cabin, I, that was mm-hmm, kind of funny because mm-hmm, Giselle yeah. knows how to throw them back. But when she right. attacked that that guy, and and even if there was whatever, if you even found in your mind to say, okay, well, he did say X, Y, and Z about her family, whatever. But for her to just do a, an electronic apology, I, I was like, oh. no, 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 no. I did see that there were some people from LGBTQ that said that they weren't offended. But at, at this point now, it's even bigger than LGBT because it's other people who, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like for so many reasons, regardless, it's almost similar. To, so and tying that up, I say, I don't know. I'm torn. I really I know. am. I know. Because I hate to see an opportunity. I can't even say taken from a black woman because you gave reason for it to be taken from you. You know? know, so if, if Bravo is going to be against that behavior, how do you judge when to let go and when to not? Yeah. I mean, Leanne said Mexican for a little bit oh and she was gosh. gone. So it's like, when do you judge that behavior? But that also, I actually wanted to bring this up to you. Then I promise. I, well, but you bring up again, you're that match. Um, there, have you seen the hashtag Justin for justice for Canon? No, I don't think so. So there was, it, this story is, is heartbreaking because I can't even imagine, but a, a beautiful little white boy was shot and killed and he was killed by a black man. And it was, the black man was friends with parents. And okay. I think he shot him in the back of the head execution style. Wow. The black man shot the little boy. Shot the little boy. And the little boy's white. For no reason. For no reason. I, I don't know if it was an argument with the father. So you know how they have Breonna Taylor say her name. God. They've now taken justice for Cannon say his name as a way to deflect from the say her name. And they're saying a black man killed this white little boy and you guys won't say his name. There needs to be justice for Cannon. The difference is there was justice within 24 hours. The black man was arrested and put in jail with no bail and will be tried and convicted. Right. So what's the, what's the just, what are you looking for? So they've now taken this. I mean, there have been posts on Facebook, on Instagram, justice for Cannon or say his name. Wow. And it takes away from, they're trying to take away from that. And again, yes, you do have to draw a comparison, but the difference is Cannon has, I can't, I, I can't imagine how his family feels. I wonder how they feel seeing that. And it's one thing if his killer was still free, 
but within 24 hours, he was arrested and he's right. in jail with no bail. Brianna's killers are still free. Sandra Bland's killers are still free. Ahmaud Aubrey, mm. how many mo- months did it take? Mm. There's so many black people that don't have so okay. many, so many Sandra Bland. And, and what's interesting is they did not, um, her, I believe her killer, the cop was found guilty of perjury, but instead mm. of pursuing that, they agreed that as long as, as long as he agreed not to be in law enforcement for the rest of his life, they didn't go after him. Wow. So you're saying justice for this beautiful wow. little boy who got justice, but all of right. these people have not. So it's it's, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. I just, oh my God, going back to Candace, it really, that really like upset me because I was screaming, why would you do this? I know. I know. Because you can do, you can do, they will let you throw whatever kind of shade you want to throw on the show. Get on the throw and show, throw shade at Giselle, do all that. But then when you take it out of that context and then you start doing these things on social media and like you're giving people this opportunity to put, to, I mean, you're making yourself vulnerable. Don't even yes. make yourself that vulnerable to where you might slip up and say something, even if exactly. you feel just, just don't even do those, those lives and things like that. Like if you don't know how to act right, if you can't, don't know how to bring it yes. down. Yes. Yeah. Then only work when you're on set with your coworkers in a space where you're getting paid to throw shade. Yes. That's how I feel about it. Don't even get on IG Live if you don't know how to act right. If you don't know, and I mean, and to say, it it, it just, I was like, oh my God, I was just so upset. And again, that same IG Live that you do 10 hours of, because there are certain points that she made and I watched almost all of the two hour one. I didn't, well, it was over two hours, but there were certain elements that she said that Monique said too. And it was just, it was like, okay, maybe stuff over here is not quite right over here, but Use that same IG live to apologize. Right. Right. Then you could say we've all done stupid stuff in our youth, but to, yeah. to do that apology. And Mani had me cracking up because she said on, um, is this real life? I don't need your handles at the end of your apology. And I, it, I just lost the right? cracking up. She was like, why do I need her handles? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just the, that alone is like, there you have it. That's how much she meant that apology. That apology, right? We should have seen your face. Yes. Yes. And, and not even be on there with no makeup, no, in all your glory, be you mm-hmm. and, and real and vulnerable. So yeah, I, exactly. I, I'm so disappointed. I know. It's, oh, it's sad. Have to she, light a candle for her or something. She could have been, she could, she could have long history on Potomac. They yeah, love she, a good, they love a good villain. Look at Kenya. Yes. yes. And what they it. punished her for a season and she's right back. Right back. I just, yeah, I don't know. Oh my God. I know. I'm upset. I'm going to have to go, like, I'm going to have to light my dear Sunday dive candle. Yes. <laughs> yes. For, for her. Now, I don't know. I might not listen. I might not candle. <laughs> I might have to light a glade one for candles. I'm going to yes. light one. Right, right, right. <laughs> Save that one for the good vibes. Candace, I'm going to light this juicy, this juicy watermelon. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I appreciate you. I love you. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. Just so you know, I'm not waiting until next Tuesday for this episode to come out. This is going to be a bonus episode because I need the people to hear it. Thank you for being vulnerable and honest. And Uh, like I said, thank you for creating a space where that I too could. Thank you for doing it initially because it allowed me to be able to say, wait a minute, I've had those same feelings and just never really been able to verbalize them. So thank and you. And I appreciate you so much for just 
reflecting it back to me. I mean, it's just, it's like a, it's just like a tennis court. We bounce it back off of each yes. other yes. and it just gives us more and more power, more and more courage to continue speaking out. Just, you know, just having one person, you mixing, raving, just hearing you say, yes, I see you. I am you, you am yes. I. And we love you. <laughs> like, it's like what you're saying, it takes 10 of us to equal one of their voices. One, right. One. So we have, we need each other. We have to stand together. That's the only way we are going to continue to have a voice is if we all lift each other up. It's very, and they want us to believe there's only room for one of us. And yes. I refuse to believe, I refuse to accept that. Cause you know, growing up, it's like you were saying, you get, don't, oh, they're going to snatch your blessing. Don't tell them yes. they're only going to pick one. I used to show up at an audition. Instead of me getting excited, if I saw other dark skin girls there, I would get really upset. I would get um, mad that there was other black girls here. Cause yep. I want to be the, I want to be the, the only choice only, that they have. Yep. Yep. But no, they there needs to be 50 of us because yes. we're all different. Or you think you're the special one because they chose me. Right. And no other black. And it's no. like, we shouldn't think that way. I don't yeah. want to be special. Yeah, yeah. I yep. want to be in a bunch of sisters around me that are just as brilliant, just as phenomenal, just as smart, just as funny, just as everything that's amazing because that's what we are. Uh, and eventually- black women, mm. we are everything. Yeah, that's why yeah. I'm like, if, if, if anyone is a God, it's Beyonce. She is the ruler of the kingdom. <laughs> For the black women, but just, well, it's funny because as creative as she is and as beautiful, you do, and that's why people love her and Michelle Obama too. Yes. Because it's like, it's again, other, you- Otherworldly, it's- Yeah. It's untouchable. Her, yeah, yeah, you're right. Her and Michelle, they have that same quality. And that's, uh, black women, we're something else. Yes, because I know black women who don't look to anybody as a role model, but these, but those women look to Michelle about like I've I've heard women that you would never hear say, like especially other generations, that mm -hmm. they look to somebody as a role model. I've heard black women say, but Michelle Obama. Yes. Yes. And then you the, the Beyonce, like some of the younger ones are age like the Beyonce. So it's it's something special. You're right. It's it's given the opportunity, you get to see just how oh, special. Yeah. That's why they call it Black Girl Magic. Oh, man, I was, it's oh, it's took, something in the water. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it definitely is. I, and I was getting ready to go. And I'm, I'm like, nope, I'm not going on another tangent because I'll have her here for another hour. It'll be, shout out to Ryan Bailey. It'll be like a five hour yeah, right, right. episode. And I'm not putting, I'm not as good as Ryan. I'm not putting any markers and I'm gonna say, listen like, to you it what all. You get. Yes, what listen you get. to it all. So I love you. I'm going to. You're, I'm going to surprise you with the picture that I because I like to post the face when I do the podcast. So I'll let okay. you know when it's coming out. Okay. And um, you will get a description that is worthy of royalness because you are. Oh my gosh, so I appreciate Thank you, you so so so. Um, it's an. It's honestly an honor. It really is. Oh, you will be back. You. My, you were giving me such different ideas, and I've already like had like some ideas, and then a part of me was like, "Who do you think you are to try to put anything?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, I know who I am. That's why I'm oh, going to are, absolutely." So absolutely. I will be definitely hitting you up very yes. shortly. Yes, and um. I have to tell my husband, it's another long one. It's so funny because all of these that I've done are, I love like talking to everybody and they're all like two hours, an hour and a half, two hours, almost uh -huh. three hours, but I don't care because I love the conversation. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so go watch. I may destroy you. I'm on HBO. My, my husband. I may destroy you and then get the book. The body keeps, keeps the, score. the score. And I will say I may destroy you. I personally watch them with the subtitles on because they are, it's a UK. It, it, they speak in the act with their accent. Okay. Okay. So I just don't want to miss anything. Like I can okay. catch it without it, but I'm just like, I don't want to miss any of the little things that she's saying. So okay. I would suggest watching them with the, sub, with the subtitles on Okay, I'm going to do that. Oh, I can't okay. wait to talk to you about it. Then we're okay. going to have to do an episode about it because I want your thoughts and I'm on Insecure and I'll just leave it at that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we will talk about that. Okay, so okay. I will be hitting you up in the DMs actually as soon as I end this meeting. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right, hey. tell, and tell your boyfriend he's wonderful at Kansas. Oh, Fiance. Let me, uh-uh, cancel clear. And when COVID is over, I'm coming to the wedding. You're going to be like, yes. how did you know the date and time? I'm here, boo. What's up? <laughs> you need me to serve a plate? What do you need me to yes, do? I'm here. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but tell him, thank you for letting me have you for all this time. Absolutely. And I really love your canvases and that the way he suspended that. Like if he sells them, I'll support, do whatever. So just let me know. Cause I already, I want my face on. Y'all can oh, yes. put it right above where my husband sleeps that night. Look, there I am. Yes. <laughs> don't you forget. Don't you forget it. But actually one of me and his wedding picture, just for us to have a machine, a machine esque You know, Sheena had. Um, oh yeah. Her oh, yeah. yeah. Oh so yeah. Oh yeah. Like one of our wedding pictures. So I'm going to hit you up about that too. So okay. Okay. I will let you go and I will talk to you later. Okie dokie. Love you. Love you too. Okay. Bye. Bye.